I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And we're a gay. And his NB. Episode 33. Thank you so much for listening to us wherever you do across all podcast platforms, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everything in between. We're so very thankful for all of you listening to us and another episode of A Gay and His MB. Be sure to leave a rating or a review because that helps us get to the algorithm on these different platforms and allows more people to get to listen to all of our thoughts on things. And we really appreciate it whenever you do leave a rating or a review. Um, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias, whether that be TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Uh, we've been posting some fun stuff there every once in a while, including clips from the podcast. Um, so be sure to go check that out. Also, uh, be sure to also purchase some merch. We are currently, as we are recording this, you can't see it, but we're going to tell you, um, we are wearing shirts from our merch line over at againismb.threadless.com. Um, I am wearing the Housewives, Servers, Survivors, uh, cast, or Castaways uh, gay shit shirt, which I love. It's a great shirt. And they're really comfortable shirts, by the way. I was, yeah. I was telling this to Merlin earlier today. Like, they're really comfy. I am extremely happy with the quality of the, the shirt material. And I am wearing my favorite design, which is not gay isn't happy. Queer, as in fuck you. Yes, we're only we're still good ways into Pride Month, so that's the perfect t-shirt to pick up. Um, and any of our t-shirts across the board, be sure to go um, check them out. Again, that's at a gay and his mb Um, and what else do we have that we want to make sure to let our people know about? I feel like I'm missing something. Um, I can't think of anything. Oh, questions, questions. Oh, questions, yes. Uh, if you have a question uh, in terms of anything about the stuff that we talk about on this show, the shows that we watch, or just anything in general, and you're curious about um, uh, asking us a question, then you can send that to us across our social medias or by email at agayandhismb at gmail.com, and we may answer it on a future episode of the podcast. Yay! Now that that is all out of the way, what are we talking about on this episode, babe? Well, um, we thought last week worked really well, so we're going to keep up with that format while we have this set of shows going on. So, um, you know, we'll we'll give you your Housewives episodes tomorrow on, on the Saturday episode. Um, but today we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to talk about that explosive third part of the Vanderpump uh, finale uh, reunion. reunion, all of that. Oh boy, it's we just got all like we hours away from finishing the uh, extended version on Peacock, and it is insane, wild. <laughs> it's really um, wild. Yeah, just um, you know. Uh, you know, speaking of that um, reunion, um, head over to uh, the something about her shop. Yeah. To get a a shirt that says wear this while having sex or something like something that. Something to that effect. Something to that effect. Um, that's That'll giant, come into play later. That's a giant fuck you to Tom Sandoval. But before we get to any of that bullshit, um, let's talk Drag Race All-Stars 8. Snatch game of Snatch love. Snatch game of love. This is, a, I mean, this is a an episode that's really kind of on the equivalent of the other stuff we talk about because, I mean, there's actual drama that we'll yeah. have to, like, dissect on, like, a molecular level, it feels like, because 
Before we get into all of that craziness, can we talk about the format of uh, Snatch Game of Love? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I don't know why they mix it up like this. I, I don't. Okay. I don't either, but I thought this one was really good. Sure. Uh, I think that I think it it really does come down to the the um, cast, the cast and the guests. Yeah, I think the, the guest has to be good. And we had a couple of amazing guests uh, this past week on All Stars. Uh, uh, also, a lovely podcaster pair like ourselves. Yes, the Lost Culturistas, a Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers. They, I I think it's really important for them to. Like, like you need comedians in that role. Oh, yeah. You almost need somebody to kind of, like, quote-unquote volley a little bit and sort yeah. of, like, you know. Especially in this format. In normal Snatch Game, not so much. You yeah. just kind of need someone to fill the spot. But, um, and in fact, it kind of works if they're just a straight man. Right. But, um, but in this one, where they're going back and forth, you need it. Yeah, I think it really helped things. It made even, like, the lighter jokes, like, a little more impactful in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciated that. Um, we came in the workroom uh, the next, uh, or, or from last episode, and Darian went home, and Darian went home uh, universally. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only vote for James was from Darian. Um, so first ever sort of like universal vote in that regard. At least this season. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so we go in the workroom next day, and like you mentioned, uh, Rue gives them the maxi challenge, and that snatch game of love. Um, everyone has to pick for those that haven't seen it before. Obviously you get your pick, your celebrity impersonation, you do a version and in normally it would be a version of match game, but this would be basically like love connection or what's uh, that? Um, the dating game. Is yeah, that yeah, what it was yeah. Called? yeah. Some, yeah. It's like references from like, you know, however seventies, eighties, you know, uh, game shows. You know what I just realized in the 60s. moment of discussing this? If they're going to do a spin-off of it at all or mix it up, they need to do a Hollywood Squares. Well, didn't they have a Hollywood Squares with Rue on it at one point? Did they? Like 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 actually like it Rue might have actually, actually been on Hollywood Squares. I think that's what you're thinking. Like, but I'm saying like to me that's like a great yeah. like because Hollywood Squares is great because it's all about like the, it's the celebrity giving the lie in order to like that. You know why they never will. Because they would have to build that set. Oh, yeah. And then they also wouldn't have the freedom to put it wherever they want to in the season. They would be stuck with nine. Yeah. They would have to do it at nine. Unless you throw like a rant. Like, remember that one Snatch game that Kristen Chenoweth was on it for some reason? And like. Oh, what was that? Yeah, I, I don't when know. Was, when was that even? That oh, was like. God, it was like season nine or ten or one of the two. Yeah, it yeah. was. I didn't. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. So everyone is starting to pick their characters in which they're going to be doing. Um, I, I immediately was, uh, you know, James does Jennifer Coolidge, which I thought was, I mean, the kind of like go to choice. Michelle makes a comment later of like, if I've never seen, if I never see another drag queen do Jennifer Coolidge, I'm like, okay. Like it's a great, like it's a great character for snatch game. Like I don't. Yeah. But I think it is overdone. Um, but that being said, James did an amazing job. Sure. We'll, we'll dissect it a little bit more in terms of when we get to it. Um, and then I felt so bad for Kahana <laughs> Oh Lord. cause I was like, as soon as she told me what she was doing, I was like, well, you're going to be in the bottom. Um, <laughs> cause it was just like, it's just a bad choice. She's, yeah. not, she's like, I'm going to do Coco Montrese. Yeah. 
Which I, she was like, I did it at Halloween and it it was a hit. So like, yeah, but it doesn't have to be sustained on Halloween, right? And we'll get to sort of like I think there it wasn't the worst snatch game I've ever seen, but I think that like it wasn't. There were certain issues with it, um, both on her end, but also I think on the format's end. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it when we talk about it. Um, and then Jimbo, Jimbo's deciding to do Shirley Temple. Oh dear God! Was like I, I heard this and I was like, this is either going to be the most bonkers, hilarious shit I have ever seen, or it's going to be the most bonkers pile of shit I've ever seen. Right. I don't know which one, but it's gonna be bonkers. Yeah, it, it was. It was a choice where I was immediately like. Ooh. And and she talks to because Rude does like walkthroughs and stuff like that mm-hmm. with all the queens, and she talks about really wanting to do like she was so sad of getting cut off a of UK versus the world because she never got to do snatch game, and then particularly can't couldn't do snatch game with Rue, yeah. so it was like that's the you know the the banter that Jimbo kind of has always wanted because Jimbo's <laughs> talked a lot about like Brooklyn Br- Heights sitting up there in Canada like. Fuck my drag, right? I mean, basically, like, <laughs> all through UK versus the world, she's like, I'm finally going to get to do this in front of RuPaul and essentially be, like, not not in front of, like, Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> I mean, basically. I mean, Brooklyn was runner-up. Yeah. I'm just saying. So let's go into the actual Snatch game. So the first round is Matt Rogers' round mm-hmm. as the Snatchler. Um, and uh, so we then had Heidi in Closet as Blackbeard the Pirate. Also, bring back that skit. The Snatchler from All Stars oh, Three, the Bitchler or the Bitchler, that was. was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, anyway, you had Jessica as Eerie Chacon, who she talked about is basically like, didn't she say she's like she's like the Dolly Parton of Puerto Rico, essentially? Kind of. Um, it was a little lost in translation for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kahana as Coco Montrese, as we mentioned, and James as Jennifer Coolidge. Um, Heidi is Blackbeard. I think there is this trend lately on Snatch Games of people kind of just picking a character but doing themselves. But the fact that it is that character, like, yeah, like Heidi's naturally funny. It works when you're a very naturally funny person, mm-hmm. and like, it, so it's just like the dichotomy of like you're basically just making pirate jokes, yeah, and framing it around the Heidi and Closet character. More than anything. Yeah. I don't think it's a not smart move, but I kind of get a little, like it loses the point of the challenge to me to a certain extent. Yeah. I I have an idea of what we'll talk about it after we talk about the rest of Snatch Game, but I'd like you to think while we're talking about it, what you would, what never be done or done before character you would think would be amazing for snatch game and how it should be done. Think about it while we're talking and we'll talk about it at the end. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Um, so we had Jessica as, uh, like I said, Erie Chacon. I thought it started really well. Um, I thought, like the stuff she was doing, like the little tongue thing with her mouth was like an interesting, a little like, trope. yeah, but it I, was that. Well, and that was pretty much it. Well, that's the other thing with like doing snatch game of love with this yeah. is that I think with her and with Kahana to a certain extent, it eliminated one of the comedic elements because you couldn't see the person like Rue could obviously, but yeah. like so much, like I feel like Jessica's relied a lot on physical 
and that aspect of it to where the the stuff that she was saying wasn't the particularly like punchline type of joke. But because Je- I feel like in a regular snatch game, the way Jessica was selling the character, I think would have lent to her benefit in a certain But regard. I don't think that matters because it doesn't matter who gets picked by the contestant to win. Right. Like if if we were like inside kayfabe, right, mm-hmm. of this show existing, sure, that part would matter because it matters who gets picked by the contestant to be their date. But I don't think in the realm of we're judging this as a challenge on Drag Race, I don't think that matters. Now that I think about it, though, like, I, does the they typically pick the person who they think did the best in that round as the choice. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Do you think I, it was the case this time? I don't remember who. Well, I know James got picked in this round. No, I don't think that that's correct. Okay. I think Jimbo was the... Well, that was second round. Jimbo got picked in the second round. Oh, right. James got picked in this round. Like, the only other no, one... No, Jimbo would... didn't get picked. Yeah. Because remember, Jimbo said at the end, she said, I would be worried if you picked me because I'm a child. No, that w- but that w- no, she did get picked. Did she? Because Bowen made the joke about, like, I'm going to get put on a registry Oh, for that's this. what it was. Yeah. Okay, I remember there being some joke about it. Right, but I think that's, I think looking back, I think that is the trend is that they pick whoever is the better person, like, did the better but job. But I don't know that that should be the case. I feel like you should play it. Like a normal like, Play it like you're, yeah. Anyway, um, we talk a little bit about Kahana. Um, I thought, I actually thought it started good and, and like the first joke was good and Mm -hmm. then it was just like, they didn't have enough. And that's usually the case with snatch game with bad characters. Usually they start off well and then it's like, but there's nothing else. Yeah. There's not enough material with Coco. Yeah. Like unless you were going to have someone also do Alyssa, I don't see the material beyond the, the orange thing right and again that's a physical element that's not the most like like i could see she tried with the care like the faces that she was making and the sort of like sort of like you know stern like kind of attitude like i could tell she had thought through the character she should have had a because she was wearing like a leisure suit type or yeah. not a leisure suit what are those like jogging pantsuit whatever right she should have had underneath it that white nighty thing from All Stars when she came on and did that weird dance number that oh, she yeah, had yeah, to yeah. make up out of nowhere. Because she and couldn't do Janet off, Jackson. Right. She should have taken that off randomly in the middle and just start doing ballet around the... That would have been fucking I mean, funny. we found out later dancing works. So, I mean... Yeah. Um, And then I thought, obviously, James as Jennifer Coolidge did the best. Yeah. I think, like I was saying, though, about the physical comedy, I think this was the reverse. I think she relied very heavily on the jokes being good. And the voice. And the voice being good. I wish the face was better. She kind of just had James Mansfield face. And Jennifer Coolidge has this very specific, like, scrunched up, like, sort of like, ooh, like, kind of face. Yeah. And I, I felt like that element was missing. But other than that, I thought it was really funny overall. Like yeah. Jennifer Coolidge, like it was. It's Jennifer Coolidge is a good snatch game character because also it wasn't ne- even necessary. Like she didn't even quote the hot dog line. You don't need to. Or, you you don't just need, need to. the voice and crass it, humor. And if you say something quirky enough, then it yeah. works because yeah. of course Jennifer Coolidge would say that. Yeah, like it. It makes sense in that regard. Um, James gets picked obviously uh, at the end by Matt Rogers. Uh, decent enough first time. First round, I would say the second round was definitely more cohesive. 
the second round was all stars. Yeah, everyone did yeah, great in the second round. It was round. great. Uh, that was Bo and Yang's round. Uh, we had Alexis Michelle as B. Arthur. Fucking phenomenal. Really great choice, I thought. And, and, and well, good choice and also someone who knew the material. It, it, because it is a difficult character <laughs> to pull off. Yeah. And um, it's something that can easily, like, because B is such a dry humor type, we've seen dry humor fail right. on Snatch Game over and over and over again. But Alexis was able to pull it off. And she knew the material so well, like you said. And she just, she had that knowing smirk. Well, that's what I was worried in the was, beginning because I was, I was telling you, like, I feel like she's smiling a little too much. But you pointed out, like, a, a good point, which is, like, there is a smirk to be Arthur's character. Yes, and, like, always. It's, it, it was, I think, really well done. The jokes were funny and thought through. Um, she worked really well with everyone. Like, I thought she played well with Candy um, and Jimbo, obviously. Um, yeah, I thought she did the joke about the, the, um, well, going to Attica. I know it's a men's prison, but they, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> like I was taken for a year. Uh, funny joke. Um, Candy was Renee Graziano from Mob Wives, which yeah. I thought was a good choice for Candy. Yeah. I actually, th- cause Candy, um, who did, I can't even, oh, Candy did like Patrick Starr or something last yeah. time. And it was very much like, oh, you're just doing Candy. It was one note. But this one, I think. There were co- it, was it was still, still kind candy, of candy, but there were certain notes. Yeah, and there were certain moments where it's like if you watch, I've seen some of Mob Wives, like it was pretty accurate, I would say, to the overall character. Mm-hmm. And like, I think you know, I, I, but you also could tell the people watching uh, this episode who didn't watch Mob Wives and confused her for Big Ange. Yeah, because they're very different character. If you like, yeah, like similar in accent, but. That's about it. Yeah. A little more raspy is Big Ange. Um, yeah. So I thought Candy overall did a good job. And I thought she played well, too, with, like I said, with Alexis and stuff like that. Like, I thought did a really decent job. Um, we have Lala Ree as Sukihana from Love and Hip Hop Miami. I thought Lala did good. I thought yeah. this verged on again, kind of on you're kind of just doing Lala as this character. But at least it was funny. Yeah, it was funny. Like if you're gonna do a character like that, make it funny. I literally had no idea who this person was. Didn't need to really. Didn't need to. I looked it up though because I was like, okay, th- I feel like I sort of know the name, and then I remembered, oh, this is the love and hip hop uh, uh, rapper who put out a song about eating ass. Oh, it's all over TikTok right now. By the way, if you've seen, like, oh, that one, it's the one where like they they're like, I told my parents to do like a crazy dance and then eat a great sandwich and then like, Jesus Christ, yeah. yes, I know exactly what song you're talking Which, about. Which, if that was the case, I wish there were more ass eating jokes. Yeah, like I remember because I remember that going around and being like, oh my god, this like. Love and hip hop person has this song about eating and like eating ass has now become like a topic in like, yeah, you know, music. And so it's like, I think, yeah, I think, I think there should be more jokes about that. Yeah. Um, but overall, Lala did good. And then we had Jimbo with Shirley Temple. And I think like it would, this would have been amazing just on Snatch Game. I think you kind of hinted to it before, which is like, 
it almost benefited Jimbo more that this was Snatch Game of Love because yeah. she leaned into the like, oh, this is fucking weird that I'm playing a fucking child. Yeah. Do like make a joke. Of like I'm a hundred years old. And like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, when uh, Bowen asked of like, <laughs> asked the question about what's the craziest place you made whoopee. And she's like, wouldn't you like to know pervert? <laughs> <laughs> show yourself like i thought it was really great it was so fucking funny jimbo knows how to just like really uh embody a character yeah. i agree also with um because matt rogers said it in the critiques later of like jimbo might be like the best best physical comedian on drag race which i totally i think that very well could be like with the the so at one point just gets up and starts like tap dancing so like manically yeah and jimbo like uh captioned it on instagram like similar to this it was giving um i forgot what's it oh stewart from mad tv yes, very very stewart doing the look what i can do, th- look uh, what I can do. it's really it like you can tell there's such an appreciation for comedy and like sort of like that style from yeah. Jimbo. I thought she played with Alexis well too with yeah. the whole <laughs> um they had such a fun interesting dynamic in that regard. Um this was what yeah, Jimbo definitely I was like so Jimbo's winning his third challenge. That's what's happening. Yeah. Like I thought James did well, I thought Alexis yeah. did well, but I was like this is yeah. top notch. Um so we go into the workroom the next day. Oh boy. Okay, wait. Who would your character be? Oh, shit. Okay. Why did I... I, I go back to, like, sort of... Um, the I was trying to fluctuate, like, reality people. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought... Like, I was... And then I was like, oh, Tiffany Pollard. But Tiffany Pollard's been done. Yeah. Poorly. I think someone needs to do a good Tiffany Pollard. Yes. I think it's, it's, it's possible if somebody can just, like, really learn the material. It's not that hard. It's good, good watching. Just yeah. sit down and do it. <laughs> I also think... I think there's a lot of housewives that would be really good ones. I think maybe it's recency bias of stuff that we'll be watching and then we'll and we'll be reviewing on um tomorrow's episode. I think a Shannon, Shannon Storm or Tador yeah. would be great. Yeah. She has it's such a character that it like and it's a character that Rue would get. Oh yeah. Like it's, she wouldn't need to know who it was, but she would get it. Yeah. It would, it would be really fun. Um, what, what were you thinking? You- My thought, um, and it honestly, it just came to me like w- before I posed the question, so that's why I posed it. Ian McClellan. Okay. Okay. So this would only work on regular Snatch Game. Right. You have him in like what looks like a Gandalf, like yeah. just because you have to be the actor, right? You can't be the character because it's copywritten, right? But you just have him in a plain gray robe, it looks like, right? Hat, beard, all of that. At some point, you have to get up to reveal the fact that this robe cuts off just below the waist mm. and it's like fishnets oh, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. garters it's like full lingerie like all of that and like i just i think it would be so funny especially to play gandalf like hella gay because yeah. ian in real life is very flamboyant because that does work on snatch game of like take normal ish character and make it gay of like remember when the Trinity did the, one the, yes did the devil that was so good yeah <laughs> Like it, it's 
that's yeah, that's that's the exact way to play it. I think too. Like it would that would be really fun. I was gonna give him a fan to clack. You yeah. know, I just uh, if you can make the fan look like a wand when it's not clacked, and then just pop it. Yeah, when somebody thinks it's just a magic wand or something. That uh, that it, then there's the the surprise and there's the gag and all of that. And uh, yeah. I yeah. think there's so much fun you could have with that character. Um, and it would the robe would very much look like your standard slutty nun yeah. type thing, where it's nun from the waist up and then everything else is whore. <laughs> like that's exactly what it has to be, you right. know. Uh I I think Rue would just die for that. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, I think that's a good anyone future Drag Race contestants listening. You can take that for free. Um, so like I mentioned, we go into the workroom the next day. We didn't talk about it in the stat game, but Kahana did like a, had a confessional at one point where she was uh, she was bombing a little bit. And then Heidi was uh, kind of like picking up on the bomb and sort of like making the jokes of like, well, that joke didn't land. Sort of like doing this sort of like the standard Drag Race snatch game thing. Yeah. And Kahana took it really personally. Um, I think I, I agree that it's the standard snatch game thing. And I, I agree that Kaidi had no ill intention by it whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I think the problem with, was it wasn't really like sort of a, like, I'm going to take off this and then like do a joke based off of my character off of this. It was kind of just acknowledging that it was he, that Kahana was bombing Sure. And so that But when can, Heidi's character was so much just Heidi in a pirate outfit. Yeah. You don't really have a lot of character to play off of. So like I was I was frustrated that Heidi got piled on so hard right sure. here. Um because again, this is a standard thing that happens in in uh snatch a snatch game. game. So I mean and Heidi was giving, like, there were things that Kahana could have bounced off of that and sure. made a good joke with, but she just, she was too flustered and too in her head with it, and so she wasn't able to catch what Heidi was, to use a term that is overused. Oh, boy. She wasn't able to volley. There we go. <laughs> and, I mean, unfortunately... It lands you in the bottom, Kahana, yeah. and you deserve to be there. And I don't think Kahana thought that she shouldn't have been. I think she, I mean, we see it on Tuck, too. She kind of acknowledged, too, like, I knew I was going to be But she was floundering on her own. Yeah. And deserved to be there on her own. But Heidi was trying to give her a leg up. Yeah. And she wasn't taking it and then turned around and was mad at Heidi for it. Yeah. And so Kahana tells this to Candy in the, uh, like they're in their station or whatever talking about it. And Candy's like, well, I'm also kind of pissed at Heidi too, because apparently when cameras were down, Heidi, we, we had talked about, I think it was last episode, Heidi was saying stuff about mm -hmm. like, I have tea on Candy of stuff, you know, whatever. And I will, bur I'll burn this whole competition to the ground basically. And we find out well. that Candy. Candy had went to Jimbo at one point and told Jimbo that Candy had said that the first opportunity that she gets, she's going to eliminate Jimbo. Or had gone to Heidi and said that. Yes. And, and so Heidi then took, takes this to Jimbo. Jimbo then takes this to Candy. Um, and Candy's pissed about it. Especially because the three of them are in an alliance. Right. She's like, I don't understand what Heidi's doing. Like, I, you know, we're in an alliance together. Like, this is starting to piss me off. 
Um, they're getting their makeup done. Kahana confronts Heidi about her issue. But that, that, the thing is, like, Kahana was like, I felt a certain way. It felt like right. it felt to me. And Heidi was very honest about just like, that wasn't my intention. Like, right. it, and I think the thing that kind of also frustrates me with the end result of this is like, I feel like Kahana accepted the apology. Like, she was like, I yeah. just wanted to let you know that this made me feel a certain way. And so. But to, like, it's good to know that this wasn't something that you were intentionally trying to do to like fuck me yeah. over or something like that. Um, they kind of hug it out, and but then as they hug it out, Candy's like, "Okay, so, but also, Kaidi, why the hell did you go tell Jimbo this?" Yeah, and so, so, and then accused her of lying. Yeah, said it wasn't true. Said she, Candy's like, "I never said that." Basically, we saw last week she had told Candy did tell Jimbo. I think the other girls think you're big competition and at the first and th- knowing these other girls they may try to get you out at some point mm-hmm. but she, candy maintains and i think he maintains to this day that she never said this so i just don't know why what's I'm the not, incentive for heidi to lie what's the incentive for heidi to lie and there's a clear incentive incentive for candy to lie so for me i guess the closest i guess the closest now i think about incentive for heidi to lie is that she was really upset about what candy had said Uh, because remember she was really upset that candy was like being like heidi are you okay now after you know untucked the previous week where it seemed like you wanted to quit and she felt like she was saying it to the group and that it was trying to throw her under the bus in that regard but that wouldn't I don't know. I just don't feel like that rose to that level. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that Alexis didn't back her up. So this is the, well, kind of did. That's the thing. The Alexis stuff was so confusing is that Heidi was like, Alexis was there for the conversation. And then Alexis says, yeah, I was there for the conversation. And then Candy goes, you heard me say that Jim, that I was going to vote Jimbo out. And then Ale- there's like this long, like delayed pause. And Alexis is like, no, you didn't say that. And Heidi's now pissed that she feels that Alexis is kind of like flip-flopping this. And I could see it flip-flopping. I think a lot of people's immediate assumption of like Candy's like intimidated Alexis to like. That's well, I don't think that it was a direct, like it wasn't like a, I pulled her aside and no. like threatened her behind. But like that she's seen like the Tamisha Amon fight and like, but all like, that. yeah, like I have a feeling that Alexis was like, I don't want to get caught up in this drama. I'm just going to deny it and move on. Right. I wonder, but also I just feel like the fact that Candy maintains and then also that Alexis was like, I was there for the conversation, but that's not what you said. Then what conversation are you recalling? That's that's the thing. I want her to, she didn't really say what Candy then said. Right. So like that's. That's confusing. Right. Because I could well, see a realm where... To me, where it's, it's not confusing. To me, it's pretty damn clear. Yeah. I mean, I could see a realm where it's a miscommunication. But Sure. But I can also see a realm where Candy was heavily implying wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Sure. This is what I mean. Obviously, Heidi picked having up, somebody else do it. Heidi picked she, up what she was putting down and read through it, and then and then Alexis was like, "Well, technically, we didn't hear her say that." Yeah, technically, that's not what she said because I can see. Alexis going, uh, that's not the exact words that came out of her mouth. And that's the thing. Was and the, while that could be interpreted that way, it could also be interpreted a different way. And also, I want to watch it back. Did Jim went because Candy was like, 
so like Jimbo said, you basically threw me under the bus. And Jimbo said, she didn't throw you under the bus. She said, I can't remember if Jimbo said that Heidi said you were gunning for me or you said you were going to vote me out. Cause if she said you were gunning for me, that could be more like what you're saying, which is that she was doing the wink, wink, nudge, nudge sort of thing. And Heidi was delivering her interpretation of the events. Right. And that makes more sense to me. It, it could be. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, like with so many things on shows that we review, oh, dear God, why am I about to bring up Teresa and Melissa? Yeah. If but this things is, happen off camera, and we're never going to get the full this story. This is Kathy and Aspen all fucking over again. Yeah. Um, it's like, but no, it, it, well, honestly, like if this isn't a testament to put cameras up on them all the time. Um, <laughs> Film it like a fucking reality Put show. Put them in a fucking house. We've been saying it for years. Give us untucked as the behind the scenes, like how they're living day to day life yeah. instead of this weird bullshit we're getting now. Yeah. So, but Heidi maintains uh, and she's pissed about it. And then she goes to basically, she goes back to the makeup mirror and she's basically like, look, let's, you know, you know, I said what I said. I said let's all have a good time. And when we go to the voting booth, vote Heidi. And everyone's like, oh, my God. No, Heidi. And then Heidi's like, you know what? No, don't vote me. And then leaves. Yeah. And then, well, and I think it was frustrating. Like, well, not frustrating, but like, you, like Candy then goes after her and says, like, what are you doing? Like, you're not, like, like, you're not going to, you're going to regret it if you leave. Like, I, you know, and Candy says in her confessional, like, you know, I have my issues with Heidi right now, but like, I don't want her to like quit. Like, that's not my goal. Like, yeah. And I think, and I think the frustrating thing is that like, it also would be one thing if this and, and Heidi says it was because it felt like she was on an island by herself with no one but uh, with her back, et cetera. And I do, and I'm not saying that isn't true. It's I could understand her feeling that way in that moment, but like I I, I want to know the full story because the fact that she two episodes ago was willing to quit and untucked, yeah. I feel like something was happening. I feel like she already was under the stress of All Stars, right? Right. Then we had this thing happen with Kahana. And then immediately after that, well, no, not even then. We had the thing happen and untucked two yeah. episodes ago. Then Candy brings it up and she feels certain, some sort of way about it. And then there's the Kahana pile on. And then there's the Candy pile on. And she's just like, nope, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore like yeah. i could have handled any one of these things or maybe two of them but now i've got four of these things in three episodes absolutely not and i i'm not gonna keep putting myself through this and risk my mental health yeah. for something i'm probably not gonna win anyway so i'm going home i think the first yeah i agree i think the first because there was also a lot of people i saw being like the judges are discounting heidi they're not putting her on the top enough like it's you know i was frustrated that she was no longer going to be able to do the fame game. yeah they reveal that later i think it's because she because that she left they broke quarantine and so therefore well i i think it's because look I, I I think they might have given her the option to to stay and do fan and game. She may have, and she may have said no. I want to go home and I want to leave. Yeah, because clearly, if you're doing fame games, you're just coming in while everybody's in untucked yeah. and walking the runway. Like you're just you have a different workroom where you are getting ready. All the eliminated girls they come back, do their runway after the fact, and then leave. Right. Clearly, that's what happens. So like. I just, 
there's no way that she would want to do that and stay in at least partially in the pressure cooker. So I get it. Like, I'm never going to blame someone for putting their mental health first. Because we also, I don't, I can't remember if we talked about it. And I think we did. Um, there was also that one walkthrough that she did, like, I think a couple of weeks ago where she, the topic of her grandmother passing away come up. Oh, right. And I wonder if that was also a factor. That could have been as well. Because that did, just happened, like, yeah, not that long ago. It did. It's, it, I wonder if that was a big factor in terms of her mental health in that regard. Because I think the other thing was just, like, and, and this is not to blame Heidi by any means. I think people should, you know. I th- I don't I respect her decision. I wish I just wish watching it back that like in the same way that Kahana while we while she was wrong because that was a normal snatch game thing communicated her feelings to Heidi and there was sort of like a back and forth of sort of like being on that same p- page. I wish she would have communicated to Candy at the time. I thought you I felt as though you were throwing me under the bus when you made that comment last week because honestly, I don't even know if Candy did that intentionally. Yeah, I don't think she did. Well, she may not have. Who knows? Yeah, because I feel like they were taught. Like, there's a moment where like they're talking about it with Candy and Lala, and uh, so it's like I think people knew th- that, Can- that Heidi was upset. I think it might come up in this week's episode. We will see. Yeah, yeah. I I would think so, um, because Lala was like the one she was talking to right at the. Mirror. I believe so. Yeah. So like. She and she wasn't being quiet about it. She was being quieter about alliances than she was about this. Yeah. So like, exactly. Um, yeah. So we shall see. Yeah, but it was frustrating to see Heidi quit, and you know we love Heidi. So it. And for the record, no hate to Candy. Please don't. Like it's so like, stupid. It's like, so stupid. No hate to Kahana. No hate to Alexis. Heidi has even said as much, and it's like like and they have squashed it. Her and Jimbo and Candy are all good friends. They have squashed everything. You know, they posted a picture together, you know, the other day. So, like, there's no point in us as fans getting that up in arms about it. I'm disappointed to see her go. I'm more worried about her health and hope that she does well. And I think if she has had it in her heart to work things out with candy and get on a good page with candy. Then who the fuck are we to be angry? Exactly. About it? You literally can't be more mad than the fucking aggrieved person. Like, like you can't. Yeah. Like just stop. It's frustrating. Um, we go then to the runway. Uh, the runway category is reveal yourself. Uh, so reveals on the runway. Um, Let's go through some of them. Jessica, uh, she did her reference to her chicken costume right, right, with right. the whole chicken and the egg vibe. I thought it was cute. It's a little costumey. Yeah, it looked like she literally bought at least two of those at Spirit Halloween. Yeah, it, like Jessica. I, I think that Raja said it on Fashion Photo Review of just like it's not Jessica doesn't wear like extravagant like sort of like like she likes a joke and she likes a uh, like a sort of like reference and like mm-hmm. you know it's not about the look as much so yeah um i think it achieved what she wanted to um i really like kahana's i thought her um naked well well starting as like this like vegas showgirl bikini thing but she was already pretty pretty revealed yeah but i mean I, it was a gag to see i was like oh god is this it like and then she starts taking stuff off and it's like Oh, because I feel like reveal like burlesque is a common like right. version of that. So right. it's like a fun. 
And it's all about the art of hiding things and like sort of like... Well, but also the double entendre is not just, you know, that we're having looks that morph into other looks. It's also that you are telling something about yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think at least in that regard, both of these looks were very successful, right? right? Because Jessica's telling where she's come from, from season two and the the glow up she's had since then. And Kahana is talking about her roots in Vegas and her roots as a showgirl, you know, right? and that sort of thing. So I think both of those are good. Yeah. James also kind of went a bit of a burlesque route as well, um, but with like the puppet in the beginning. Right. Which obviously she's known for like her puppeteering work and stuff like that. I thought this was generally really good. I do agree with the critique from Michelle is that the end point, the little like... Have another fishtail dress. But yeah, I get it. Well, the fishtail dress I didn't mind. I didn't understand the like you're doing the same thing over and over again critique. I thought that was a little like she's given us a, like the, the um, Aztec look. She's given us like certain other right. looks that are not. Well, and this one is more of a signature category. So right. it should be kind of a return to something that we are used to. Yeah. So my, I get it. my issue, my more issue and what I agreed with in the judging was that nude panel midsection that she had that kind yeah, of scrunched it didn't up fit and, right. and like it, it took us out of the illusion. Didn't, did she say something about the fact that when, between when she had, um, had it made or made it like, like popped or something. Oh, I thought she said something about losing weight and cause I oh, thought no, no, there no, was right. a reference to, well, that's a good problem to have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, oh, yeah, because I think Michelle said that. And she's like, oh, but just make sure to pin it and, like, yeah. you know, that, that extra step. Candies, I thought was fine. <laughs> I, I don't like when a reveal looks like a reveal. I yeah. don't want it to be wearing a neon sign that says, I'm wearing something under here, unless there's actually a neon sign that says, I'm wearing something under here. Would someone should do that. I thought they had. Hadn't somebody, and maybe it wasn't neon, but I oh, wasn't there. Wasn't yes. there a look that says "reveal in three, two, one" or something? Yes. It's. I don't remember when it oh, was. It's, oh, oh, it's Brooklyn. Uh, remember Brooklyn at the finale? Yes. During the lip sync with Evie, yes. it's just a big thing that says "reveal," and then it's like. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like that's funny, yeah. but like otherwise, I don't want to look at your look and know there's a reveal. Right. You know. I just thought the story was a little like we've seen it. Yeah. Slutty housewife. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't know. I get it. Um, Lala's was not a reveal. <laughs> that She put a blanket over herself and then took it off and had a good look, but it was not a reveal. Absolutely not. Although I will say, um, going back to Candy's for a second, she did that that gag that uh, Sasha did where oh, she with, pulled the boning out I of love the top that. of the corset. And that's an old, like, not burlesque. I think maybe it's a burlesque thing, but like, yeah. it's, it's like the... and. It's real hard to do. Yeah, it's but like, Candy's wasn't because it wasn't fitted. Yeah, that corset was barely on there, girl. You cheated, Candy. <laughs> you cheated. But no, I more people should do that because that is a good gag. Um, but no, Lala's was a blanket. That's not a reveal. Yeah. Alexis did her Into the Woods inspiration. She's done this before, and like yeah, when before she even got on Drag Race, she was famous for that viral video where yep. she does the. The witch that then transforms into the, you know, with the big dress and stuff like that. Yes. I thought this was good. I don't, I thought it wasn't as good as the original. Yeah. I, I think she may have like modified the, the dress that was on, like it, that it reveals. And to. I didn't, I didn't love the different choice with the makeup. Yeah. Like I think, cause in the original, she's just beautiful, just like right. angelic. This and the, gave more queen of the night, like from magic flute. Yeah. 
Um, so I mean, not that that's not a gorgeous look, but it's just not what I, uh, you know, associate Alexis Michelle with. No, not at all. I would associate her more with Into the Woods. Yeah. Jimbo's look. Fuck. Holy shit. The Adam and Eve of it all. I, she, oh my God. She turned the runway and I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like this, like sex. It was, I was like, is she doing like a sex doll? Like weird. And then she turned around. and was like, oh, you're doing Adam and Eve. Yeah. Like, uh, that the was the molded face was what, everything. And apparently it was like her face that she molded yeah. into the mask. Um, it was great. And I love the little gag of like having the apple there with the snake coming out of it. It never, it never popped out right. No, <laughs> what she did she say like a misfire or something like that yeah. at one point? Um, but I, I mean, it was really. I love just the way the back was sculpted, sculpted to look like the front of a human, and like the shoes. That, yeah, like, that were like feet in the front and the back. Yeah, like what the hell? It was really smart and really well done. And, oh yeah, and yeah, because I yeah after this I was like okay so Jimbo's winning. Um, yeah. And so, uh, Candy and Lala are safe. I think that's correct. Um, we find out that Jimbo is in the top this week. Third win for Jimbo. Um, and then the bottom two, we have Jessica Wilde and Kahana Montrese. There was all this talking untucked about how like Jessica, they felt like Jessica wouldn't have been in the bottom. and It would have been Heidi. I don't know about that. I don't either. I, for me, it was clearly, uh, Jessica and Kahana, Kahana in the bottom two. Like, if not, Je- if not Jessica, it would have been like Lala, maybe, maybe. But like even then, like it wasn't Heidi. Heidi was dead middle for me. Yeah, D- Heidi was safe. Yeah, I, I I think so. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't understand. But I think that would have been the last straw if we hadn't got a last straw earlier. I know, right? It's like fuck. I'm safe again. Um, so, uh, like I mentioned, Jimbo wins, they all vote, uh, and do their voting stuff. Jimbo comes out for another fucking lip sync where I'm like, Oh God, Jimbo. Like I feel bad. There's a preview for next week. Um, I don't know if you saw it where like Jimbo is just like really fucking upset that she can't win a lip sync. It's like, it's like, so it is like, I feel really fucking bad. Um, but, and then we find out the lip sync assassin is Jasmine Kennedy, which is just like, well, Jimbo's losing. Yeah. Sorry. Like, yeah. unless this is like a ballad, like I, you're not, you're not winning this. Who were they expecting her to lip sync against? Like if you, like if you're pairing, if you're thinking about all the challenges and you're like, okay, we want to have one that's like a gag for each person that we think is going to be mm-hmm. at least to the end of the competition. Who do you think that she was meant for? Oh, oh, Jasmine? Probably. Like, maybe Heidi. Maybe, maybe they thought Heidi would win Snatch Game. Maybe Heidi. Um, maybe Candy? Maybe. Maybe Candy or Kahana. I, I don't think they would have put that much behind Kahana no, 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 winning no, no. Snatch Game. No, 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 no. But I think, like, in terms of, like, because like, Jasmine Kennedy, by the way, is giving woman i'm i'm oh, really so good i'm really proud of her in terms of her transition and like um everything that she's sort of overcome and like you could tell i we were taught so getting into the lip sync uh they lip sync to hallucinate by dua lipa dua Peep. Oh, it was so good so good um and, but you like you can tell like jasmine was always an amazing lip syncer on her season but it's like 
there's a confidence to her now that you can just see and you could tell it's because of the transition. Yeah. Like she just feels so much more comfortable in her skin in a way that's really good to see. We love to see it. We love to see it. Jimbo like slips like first second in and I'm like, Oh fuck. Like (laughs) (laughs) of all like, and she had a bit, she tried a little bit. She had a bit of a gag with the hair reveal, which I thought was good, but like, it wasn't going to beat Jasmine. Like, no. It, like, this was the best that she's done in a lip sync. I agree. I agree. There was a more energy. She was trying really hard. It just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. Um, Jasmine Kennedy ends up winning, um, but then they do, and what we expect. I was like, oh, they're leaving us on a cliffhanger, but it's like, no, we knew what was going to happen. Jessica yeah. and Kahana come out, and, they, and uh, Rue says, I've taken the responsibility. Nobody's going home. So, yay, no one goes home because yeah. I went home. Because they have a certain amount of episodes to fill, basically. Um, so, yeah, everyone stays. We're still down to seven. Um, this was, I mean, it was sad seeing Heidi go home, obviously, like we mentioned. Um, it was interesting to see drag, I mean, something a little more traditional reality TV with drag yeah. race. Like, it felt like a real reality moment in a way. Um, but, I mean, still sad result at the end of the day. Yeah. Were there any uh, fame game looks that you thought were? Not particularly. I don't think this one was that stunning. No. Um, I did like Kasha's Cruella look. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. She did like the, and it was like multiple reveals where the black and white kept switching sides. Yeah, I thought that was smart. I thought that was clever. Like, I thought that was a good way to do that gag. I did think that hers was the most successful of the fame game looks. Um, I didn't really think any of the rest of them were good, really, at I all. I can't. I honestly cannot remember a single one of them. Uh, Monica had that, um, like, rain jacket, oh, the, like, the yellow, yellow and blue. blue. Um, Nasha had, like, I don't know. Nasha. <laughs> Nisha had she also had black and white and it was like that furry coat thing and then revealed the, like that mod dress with like the and like um she had like the weird wig on top of a mullet it was like that weird mullet thing going on do every, you not remember this every, at all everything you're saying it, like it's like it's like the image is like blurry in my head you know what I mean like I can see the outline well that's why like that mod dress looked like the squiggles on the screen when the signal's not coming in good okay um and then um Darian had the wedding dress that turned into the black gown oh right um yeah. the wedding dress I did note at the time and forgot to mention it to you mm-hmm. but the fabric that she had on the top part of her wedding dress was the same fabric that Alexis Michelle's wedding dress for the ass outlook oh. was the whole wedding dress. It was the same that, fabric. Like, lacy. The lacy with like the appliques on it. Yeah. Yeah. It not the most stunning. I think <laughs> no, no disrespect to anyone that's been eliminated so far. I feel like t- testing out this fame game thing was the wrong thing for this season. They should have done it last season with the all all winners either or season six or season six like season six had a lot of great fashion queens on it so like yeah yeah this yeah um but overall drag race is still uh pushing along and there's some really good stuff happening so uh we'll keep an eye on uh what to what is coming forward with all stars eight um we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we come back uh we're talking 
part three of the Vanderpump Rules reunion, and you are not going to want to miss it. Well, hello, friends. I'm your pal in the mainstream media. And, and I'm the Riz. And, you, you know, much. Riz, it takes years of strenuous, dedicated training before you're worthy to step inside a professional wrestling ring. But it takes even more time to develop complex, highly astute opinions about professional wrestling. Am I right? That is correct. Yes. And you know where we can find that? Yes. On the Wrestling Man. That's right. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And if you're anything like us, you live your life out loud. And when it comes to issues of discrimination, inequity, and outright bigotry, we use every platform we have to speak out against systems of oppression that perpetrate violence against marginalized groups. That's why we are so proud to wear designs from the Survivors Know merch store. Their team has created designs that feature unapologetic, empowering, and survivor-centered messaging that range from mild... Like, accountability is love, and toxicity is not on the menu. To a little more spicy. Like one of my favorites, fuck your laws, fuck your system, transformative justice now, which has a cute little happy flower on it. Each design is available on a variety of items from t-shirts and hoodies to bags, blankets, magnets, and even stickers. And as more items become available, the options will continue to grow. 100% of the proceeds go back into supporting the amazing work done at Survivors Know to support survivors, workers, and survivor advocates by organizing, challenging the status quo, and creating alternatives to the systems that fail us. Support Survivors Know by shopping today at SurvivorsKnow.Threadless.com. That's SurvivorsKnow.Threadless.com. Sidekick Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at SidekickMediaServices.com. Welcome back to A Gay and His MB. You know, I typically do the really cutesy intros for coming back from commercial break, and we're all happy to go into the next... There ain't cutesy. There it, ain't nothing cutesy here, uh, so let's just get into Vanderpump. It doesn't... Yeah, it doesn't seem fitting. <laughs> no. Fuck this finale. This is a finale. dark day. <laughs> fuck this. Like, like, not fuck this, but like, holy fuck this, like, part three was like... I, there's a there's a lot of discussion of whether the twist that was teased lived up to it. I think when I think it, when it I think it comes to what you're looking for. Like if if you're looking for the biggest bombshell moment, not necessarily. But it's a slow burn. But it's a slow and but it's more the dynamic is very illuminating to me. Yeah, it's very um it the implications of it are really the bombshell of it. Honestly. It's it's not one giant bomb. It's an entire row of firecrackers. I think when Alex Baskin, the producer, if because he, he was saying in the lead up that this was something that the cast didn't know about and that people might not want to renew. They're worried that people might not want to renew. I would say for the most case, that's not true. I think you mentioned it. Like, I think if it it's anyone, it's Sandoval. It's Sandoval because, well, we'll get into it when we get there. But, um, who boy, yeah. and there's some bombastic bullshit in between too. So we'll get to it as it comes. They start as Raquel is preparing to come out, and I love just James going, 
it's insane. What a finale to the finale. Like, he's like a fan almost just being like, this is fucking crazy, guys. Isn't it crazy? Um, like, he doesn't ever, like, acknowledge the gravity of situations. No. And he just talks like it's every day. And that is half of the reason that Katie can't stand him right now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But I think, like, we'll get to it. But, like, I feel like every... So, you you people online, by the way, are get, uh, not everyone, but like certain people are getting real uptight about the left side of the couch and like how they're talking too much. And, oh, I want to hear from Tom and Raquel. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I want to hear them lie and say the same story over and over again and say and literally just repeat. It was one time over and over again. That's and really be- productive. Before you get on Eamon for calling out them for lying, rewatch that last five minutes anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, I feel like what I was going to say, like everyone on the left's couch kind of served a purpose. Yeah. In certain ways. And I feel James was the comedic relief. Like was the, was the the, the tension break. Yeah. The tension break. Definitely. Lala delivered the argument home the most. Yep. Katie, like kind of was the, like you were mentioned, Katie was like kind of the support for Ariana. Right. She was just supposed to be there next to Ariana to keep her grounded. Yeah. And then Ariana was just free to just like unleash, but also like lay back when she didn't have the energy. Yeah. And I, I think that it was really the perfect team um, because Ariana could do what she wanted to do. And then when she wasn't going to step in and do something, James and Lala were there. Right. And they were communicating back and forth the entire time. Like James was telling Lala, shut that down. Like, like they were they were talking strategy and I kind of love it. It was so good. Like it was almost watching like one of the really amazing dynamic, um, tribals on survivor. Like where mm-hmm. people like will whispering be leaning over and whispering to each other and you're not sure what's going to happen next. Yeah. That's what this was. I feel like the other thing it's like people were like, they, they were talking way like Jalala and James were talking way too much. I hear people say this and it's like, I think they were talking in right at the right moments. I actually think they they timed out their moments a little better than people are giving them credit for. James, not as much. Um, I could have heard way less from Sandoval. Yeah. Sandoval was speaking up in moments where he needed to shut the literal fuck up. I really felt like they needed to put him in a soundproof box on the side of the stage so that he couldn't be heard, but that there was a little speaker in there. Mm-hmm. And it, like... Everybody, and he just could goes, hear Dude. everybody. And then um, when they deigned for him to speak, they yeah. could hit the button for him to be heard. Genuinely. And then turn it off when they were done hearing him. Yeah. So, uh, like, that would have been more entertaining for me. Yeah. This, I'm, I'm, I needed someone to just be like, this file's under topic that is not about you. And then Shut the fuck also up. Also, maybe release Angry Hornets in there every, little, every so often. Yeah. Just for fun. So, Raquel gets brought out, which we saw at the tail end of the ass, and she, or uh, of the last episode, and she sits down and goes, hi, Andy. And then Andy asks, how are you holding up? And she goes, you know, I'm doing the best I can. I'm super embarrassed and not proud of myself. And I know I owe a lot of people in this room an apology. Again, like the note card, basically. Like yeah. it's the note card in her head. We'll, we'll get, I try at the end of things. I try like with what happened at the end, I try not to harp too much on Raquel. I'm going to be harping on Raquel a lot. This the, up, up until that point, Let's, because she does say some stupid fucking shit here. We, I, I feel we should talk through the episode as we experienced it yep. and leave the last five minutes for the last five minutes. And at that point, 
maybe revise our viewpoint at the end. Yeah, I'm going to be a little more nuanced in the last five minutes, but up until then, not as much. Yeah. Um. Our, so Annie's like, okay, so let's start with where this all started, and let's start with the girls' trip to Lake Havasu. Uh, Andy asked Katie why she invited Raquel um, after you know the tensions, but didn't invite Sheena. And she says this is basically what we saw, which is that she was trying to forge a friendship with Raquel and felt that she was being misled by Sheena. And Katie genuinely was giving Raquel passes, was hold, like thinking the best of her. Christina had to literally be like, I think you're giving Raquel too much of a pass on this. Yep. Like, so like, and, and not enough time was devoted in this reunion to what Raquel did to Katie, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, and Katie, I think was willing to kind of lay back a little bit, but like, I would have loved more time focused on that. You know, and then, but then Raquel immediately goes, I was so uncomfortable that entire trip. And Lala goes, well, that's your issue, not ours. Yeah. Like, I, she, like, Sheena, like, kind of talked about it last episode, which is just, or it was maybe the first episode, that, like, the, there was a narrative that Raquel said after the Vegas trip. The Vegas trip was not as bad as Raquel made it out to be. Yeah. And she also is, like, we'll get to it. Um. Andy then asked Lisa about Vanderpump Paris. And this is basically just an ad for Vanderpump Paris at this point, which, so the, the part with Kate, the Katie question was the boat was part of the bonus um, clips in the episode. But so on the actual episode that was airing, Andy was like, let's talk about the girls trip. So Lisa, tell me about Vanderpump Paris. And it's like, uh, promote your lamps and shit. I'm like, I didn't need this. Yeah. I didn't need this at and, all. And also Lisa, Last, on part two kind of like unpissed me off from part one she's back to pissing me off this episode yeah um and then weirdly i'm less pissed off now after the whole thing we'll talk when we get there sure um you know andy makes a really good point which is like you know i thought in the car ride to lake havasu i saw like real sisterhood when they were helping you through like your panic attack that you were having having like it seemed like they were really there for you in that moment. And she's like, that's true. The difference is they then proceeded to bash me at the dinner. And Lala and Katie was like, we did not bash you at that dinner. We were talking about a comment that you made to me in the bed. Bashing someone is not the same as holding them accountable. Yeah. Like when what Lala said before about like, you know, let's stop using the term bully. This is Bravo. I think Lala's position too is like, you are a cast member on this show. You are an equal part of the show. That dinner was not unlike anything you would see across Bravo yeah. in terms of a confrontation. So stop portraying it. Like we were bullying you. Like it's bullshit. Yeah. And you know, she was like, Lala says, we were talking about a comment that you made. And by the way, my comment was spot on. I wouldn't trust you around my man. Hi. And then points at Sandoval. Yeah. And then hi. And then points at Schwartz. Yeah. Like clearly. Yeah. And then this is where Raquel goes. I, cause, cause Raquel gets asked about the, the comment that she made to Lala. And she goes, I was so drunk when I made that comment. And like Sheena's face is just like in the, in her trailer being just like, what? That's been her point all season, but it's like, you didn't look drunk. You look exactly like you do now. I Unless remember, you're drunk all season, then you weren't drunk in that moment. I remember saying that at the time, she didn't come off drunk to me at all. Yeah. And Andy says like, sometimes being drunk, you speak the truth. And like, but I don't even think it's that. I don't. She seemed way too clear and concise in that to be drunk. I think she's trying yeah. to blame it on that. And like, you know, she's like, I'm shocked at how drunk I got that night. And as she's talking, by the way, 
go like if you pause at moments during this, it's when they're showing shots of the right side of, of everyone. Sandoval is like staring daggers into her. Yeah. He is so nervous that she's going to say something wrong. It's disturbing. It's, it's honestly really, it's disturbing. Yeah. It's, it's, it was, we'll get to it later at the last five minutes. It, it really is fucking scary. And, and, and I think, yeah. Um, Raquel's like, my personality did change this summer. I started not pleasing every single person around me. And I started only pleasing myself. Like she thinks in her, I really, unless this was fed to her by Sandoval, this was, she thinks in her head that this is the proper way to express. Like I was being selfish. Stop saying I started not pleasing every single person. Also, I said it when we were watching Raquel, I don't, in the past seasons, I don't, I never considered her to be like this giant people pleaser. You know what it is? I just realized this. What? Ariana was a people pleaser. Yeah. And you know where he got that language? From therapy with Ariana. Mm -hmm. And then he fed it to Raquel so that Raquel could ingratiate herself after the fact with Ariana. And maybe Ariana would like bend or something like that. That's exactly what fucking happened. He's trying to, yet again, use Ariana's mental health and her journey to healing against her. Right. Raquel tells Ariana, Ariana, I've been super, super selfish. And then this is where Ariana goes, selfish doesn't even fucking cover it, bitch. Diabolical, demented, disgusting, subhuman. Start getting a better vocabulary to describe your fucking actions. And then, and then Raquel goes, I feel like my actions are human. One, no, they're not. Everyone, everyone on the left side is like, no, hell no. They're not fucking human. But two, why the fuck are you like, this isn't a debate. This is yeah. what Sandoval, like you were saying this Sandoval and Raquel don't get, there's no convincing Ariana. None. Yeah. There is no like your side of the argument. Yeah. That, that's, that, that doesn't exist. You don't get to defend yourself. You fucked up. You come out here, you shut your fucking mouth and you take your beating. Yeah. Then and only then might there be a path forward? You have to eat the shit. Yeah. Sorry, you do. You shout on the plate, you eat it. <laughs> yeah. And then James is like, have you watched the episodes? Like in <laughs> to uh, Raquel. And then like they're all talking and Sandoval goes, hey guys, it, it, it's easy for you to say this. Yeah, it is Sandoval. Because it's the fucking truth. Uh, yeah. You know, and Lala tells him, be quiet. And <laughs> Sandoval goes, you be quiet. And then this is where Lala just keeps going. Shut the fuck up. Shut the and then Andy's like, I would love to hear what both of you have to say. And then Lala goes, I'm going to go first. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Lala says that, and Lala makes the point of like, in terms of like, you're like, you're talking of the humanness as if it was just the affair. Like, and it's, and that's what we're talking about. Of like, your actions aren't human. She's like watching you do the things that you were doing and then saying the things that you were saying to Ariana while fucking each other was demonic. And then Sandoval goes, Lala, we weren't fucking first and foremost. And then Lala goes, were you making love? (laughs) And then, so this is also the thing that Sandoval really fucking reiterates over and over and over again in this episode is if it fucking matters as if he was making some sort of like big point. He keeps being like, it was one time and then we didn't do it until after filming. 
It was one time. I think it's because all the other cheating scandals that have gotten swamp, swamped, swamped, swept under the rug in past seasons have always been a one-off. Yeah. Stuff with Jax, stuff with Miami Girl, stuff with Kristen, he all of to, that stuff. He needs to do his best to portray it as if it's every, it's like every other cheating scandal because that's his whole narrative that he's given to you guys, by the way, on social media that are pushing this as well, which is that everyone on this show has cheated. Everyone's done it. Ignoring the fact that there are multiple other levels and elements to this that haven't been done on this show. Number one, no one's ever cheated with their partner's best friend before. Except for uh, Kristen, but yes. Yeah, okay, yes. But not to like a... a, But also, this was when Jax and Stassi were separated. Right. And so, it's still bad, but... Yes. Um, Also, he was really fucking angry when that happened. Yeah. Um, but also they had not been really together for two years. They had been faking it for the cameras, which is why he's trying to play like that's what him and Ariana were doing, because that's the excuse that worked before. Um, all of the, all of his playbook this season has been recycle shit that's worked before, except this situation is unlike anything else that's happened. So you can't recycle it. It doesn't work. Right. Also, we know your playbook at this point. Right. Lala is like, it doesn't matter if it was one time or a hundred. And Sandoval goes, yes, it does. Yes. And then this, and then him and Ariana get into this competition of like, yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And she goes, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I can do this all fucking day. No, it doesn't. It, it reminded me very much of, um, you know, I think it was uh, Looney Tunes. There was like a, a little girl that would go, yeah, 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 yeah. It was very that. Very that. And it's like, he, and again, this isn't the last time he fucking says it was one time this episode. Drink every time he fucking says it. Don't, we don't, um, we don't condone alcohol poisoning. But it's like, we were saying, like, does he think if he says it like the 58th time, then everyone will just be like, oh, oh. now that you said it this time. Yeah, number 58 was the trick. What don't you get about the fact that this excuse isn't working? Yeah. So shelf it and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, And then James whispers to Lala, why does he keep saying one time? It's more than one time. And that'll play into um, later. Um, Andy says that watching uh, Raquel talk to Ariana about their intimacy issues at the finale thing by the bar. And Andy calls it diabolical. Yeah. Which is like, that's... It was. Yeah. LVP is... And LVP is gobsmacked by this. She's like, I had never seen anything like that on television. Like, that is just absolutely insane to me yeah. that you would have this conversation, that kind of conversation with her, like where you are talking about her inti- intimacy in that way. If I was Raquel, I, number one, I wouldn't have been in this situation. But number two, you better believe I would have ghosted the fuck out of Ariana. And now that I think about, oh, wow... Now that I think about it, if they got a cut of the episodes before going into this reunion, they didn't get that confessional where, where Raquel was like, I think the reason, I mean, her body issues probably play into the reason why they're not having sex. You know, they're probably not having good sex. The yeah. one that we now know was filmed post reunion was filmed post reunion. You had a revelation the day before this, yeah. which was like, well, when I, I read the interview with the EP Alex, Alex that had uh, talked about the last five minutes. Um, and he talked about how um, they hadn't had contact between 
the filming of that scene on the finale right. between Sandoval and Raquel, they had she disappeared, which they showed in the thing that like she shut off her phone and like fully ghosted everyone. They only had confirmation from her a week before the reunion that she was coming to the reunion, and even then, they didn't know one hundred percent that she was going to show yeah. up. So everything in the in, like I said, that one scene in the original finale, all the her confessionals in the actual finale were filmed. Post reunion. Yeah. So that says a lot. Yeah. And it puts a lot of context on things. Um, they go to uh, the interview. They do a clip of the interview that Andy had with Raquel. And uh, he had asked when it, if she told uh, if she ever told Sandoval to break up with uh, Ariana. And Raquel said that basically that she told him to reflect and see if he was really happy, you know, as his friend, first and foremost, I wanted him to be in a situation that made him truly happy. And I was saying, like, okay, the fact that you can hold, like, as a friend to Sandoval, you wanted him to be happy. But you, again, you couldn't connect that dot for Ariana, your yeah, other friend. I, I feel like maybe she was, well, number one, she was parroting what, Sandoval yeah. Told her none to of that. Say. Yeah, none of that is something that come out comes out of her mouth. But I also feel like she was in the headspace of, well, I wanted him to make sure that he wanted out. If he wanted out of the thing with Ariana, then we would figure out a path forward to build a relationship. To build a relationship, and he would break up with her and all of that. That's I think the bill of goods that he sold her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, I will get to it later, but I think that she has been completely manipulated through this whole thing. And while I do believe she is culpable, I don't believe that she had evil machinations behind the the, the scenes. I believe that she was being fed a lie. And much like Schwartz took the lie at face value because... and. She didn't want to question Sandoval. And I'll say it, I'll use the term, and was being groomed. And threatened. Yeah. Because she literally talks about how later she talks about how she's going to be in trouble with Sandoval for how much she's revealed. Yeah. Raquel says that it was coming from that the conversations were coming from a place of do you want to be in this relationship? And this is where Ariana jumps in and goes, The answer was yes, and you had already fucked him at that point, so shut the fuck up. Fuck yourself with a fucking cheese grater. Fuck you. You fucking suck. You're disgusting. And I wish nothing but the worst fucking shit that could ever happen to a person on you. Yep. Where's the cheese grater sponsorship? I want that. <laughs> we've had at this point SoFi. We've had Kraft. Uh, do you want to get in on this? We've. Had <laughs> they don't really have gradable cheese, really. No. Um, but then the, we've the, had a Bounty and a, a Duracell. The Duracell commercial is so fucking funny. The Duracell commercial was great. It's perfect. It's I, I every th- every way it is perfect. I don't think that they have done the Bounty commercial yet, but Bounty commented on the. <laughs> Duracell TikTok being like we need said, to be in uh, and said oh is this what we're doing now <laughs> also did you she, you saw she's on the cover of the new Glamour magazine yes right? which bitch. I find so funny because of his him shitting on that Glamour magazine writer yep it's, it's perfect it's everything is so perfect fabulous so he does this like after Ariana tells her to f- go fuck herself with a cheese grater and all this fucking shit Sandoval then just goes the thing is like 
we don't live our lives around logic. And then uh, they all start laughing at him. It's like, you're fucking pathetic, dude. Like, yeah, but like, it's like this embodies everything wrong with Sandoval and the men on this show, which is just like, look, but the thing is like, I don't live logically. It's, it's him saying like, I'm just a dumb dude. So like, you know, my standards are different. So you should hold me to a lower standard. Is that what he's saying? I guess. Like, like you, yeah, he, he's so confusing. Like, I, I feel like he's spiraling at this point. Honestly. Because he, nothing makes sense anymore. He used to be able to put together a yes. good lie. Yeah. Right? Cause we bought it for years mm-hmm. and I don't, he's not capable anymore. I think it's because he knows that everything is unraveling and he's lost all of his power. Yeah. And he is floundering. Right. He doesn't, so much was just writing on presentation. Yeah. And like now he looks so disheveled and oh, yeah. so like a shell and like a loser to where it's like no one buys anything you're saying. Like, fuck you. Um, and then he, people won't even buy tickets to your show. They're showing up because they're free. Yeah. And then everyone's laughing at him for the comment. And then Raquel out of nowhere, like this had not, this again was like a cue card thing that she just pulled out of her Rolodex in her head that had nothing to do with what they were talking about. And she goes, wait, James and Lala can't talk because they fucked and they kept it a secret. And this is where Lala stands up and goes, I wasn't your best friend, ho. And she does her Lala hand motion. Yeah. Like (laughs) it's so good. And she goes, you were a no name. And then I met you and I fucking hated you. (laughs) This was your best friend. And Lala has like, when she's standing, she has such just like wide stance. Like, like she's just planted. It's just like firm. Like it's it's, so good. You know? And like, I I was like, it was sick. It's sick sitting, watching you sit there talking to her when, when you're fucking her man. And this is what Santa Morgan goes, been fucking. No one time, one time. No one's buying it. Shut up. And then James goes, let's be real. Not one time, multiple, multiple. And then Santa goes, multiple, multiple. Like making fun. At least he's admitting it. Like making fun (laughs) of his British accent. Multiple. I'm James Kennedy. I know everything. It's like, Wow, you're losing it, dude. Yeah. Um, Andy brings up Raquel calling Lala Randall's mistress. And you were you loved because as he says this, James whispers to Lala and goes, Shut that shit down. Yeah. <laughs> Shut that shit down right now. <laughs> like And then Lala immediately goes, Can we stop talking about this? Yeah. Can this not be something that comes up again? Yeah. She's like, I am done with this mistress comment because I'm not. And if I was, then it would be a lot easier for me to sit here in this moment and say, you know what? Shit happens. And and Andy's like, so tell me why you are. And Lala goes, I was lied to. I bought a house. I was given a ring. I was FaceTime. He was FaceTiming his kids with me next to her. And then Sandoval trying to have this fight as if like, as if this has, again, as if this has anything to do with anything. The people who are siding with Sandoval when he's the last couple episodes have been like, oh, it's you guys is James and Lala's get out of jail free card. It's their get out of jail free card. For what? Shift happened years ago. Who's using a get out of jail free card? Sandoval and Raquel by bringing up this La La stuff that doesn't even fucking matter. What if you prove that Lala's a hypocrite, right? If you prove this to the world, what actually fucking changes? Nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Well, and the thing is, is that everyone's 
everyone has done like cheating type stuff in the past. Number one does not rise to this, but number two, they've also served their time. Yeah. Right. If we're going to use the jail, get out of jail free card, they've served their time. They went to jail. They came out. They're now back in society. Right. Sandoval has never faced the music for anything that he's done. Um, and your get out of jail free card that you've been using for the last 10 years has been revoked. Yeah. So you're just mad that now you're actually going to have to serve your time and that your time might be a lifetime sentence. Right. And then Sandoval thinks he does something here. He goes, so why couldn't you go to his house? And then Lala goes, hindsight is 2020, motherfucker. And Sandoval's like, he was not separated. And then she's like, no shit, he wasn't separated, you stupid fuck. Like, Lala, that was so perfect because Lala's like, what's your point? I'm not saying, like, you're acting as if I'm arguing right now that he was separated. I am telling you, I know now he was not separated. I'm acknowledging it. Who fucking, like, like. But You're she not gonna didn't shame know me at the I'm time, a, yeah. so she could not have made a different choice. Like, she literally was being lied to, just like you're lying to Raquel the whole time. Yeah, it's like, and Sandoval goes, you yelled at Raquel and said, do your research. And Lala goes, no, I said, and this was so good, Lala goes, no, what I said was, you're not a mistress. Oliver lied to you, which she did. She literally... Backed up Raquel in that moment with the Oliver stuff. And, you know, Lala's like, not only was I lied to, to, but Amber, who is Randall's ex-wife, who she's now friends with, we're friends now, and she has also said that I was lied to. So, who would, like, we're talking, to compare the situations in any fucking way. Yeah. The the person who I was the mistress and, and, and the cheated woman on is literally on my fucking side what the fuck are you arguing with me about? Yeah. It's so stupid. You know, you know, Raquel goes, well, Lala said, you know, that the woman always takes the brunt and Randall never took accountability. And then Andy follows up and goes, so do you feel that you've taken the brunt of this and that Sandoval isn't being held accountable? And she goes, no. Then why bring that up? Yeah. Why bring that up? Like, what was the point? Yeah. It's like, no, I'm I'm saying... And this was so stupid. Well, the point was I dropped my cue cards and I picked them up and this was the top one. So yeah. And this, this was the ditziest moment for Raquel all year. She goes, no, I'm saying she referred to herself as a mistress in that moment. And Lala goes, no, I didn't. And they cut back to the scene and it's Lala saying, I've been the homewrecking whore. I've been the mistress. I've been all those things, but we rise above and we know what the truth is. Raquel literally thought that Lala was in that moment saying she was a mistress. I literally don't know how she got a college degree. How, how did she like, like uh, Lala brings it up later. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just still baffled by it. It's like, do you not understand any context clues of it? She's clearly saying people were calling me a mistress. I was getting tagged with the mistress label. That's the point of what she was saying. You fucking moron. Yeah. And she, Oh, she is such the perfect victim for Sandoval. Such the perfect victim. Oh yeah. 
completely. Andy asked if she's, um, asked Lala, you know, Raquel said that you were upset that Oliver chose her over you. And she's like, that's not at all what it, uh, it is. And then, then she asked Raquel, do you really think that all of this shit was about Oliver? And Raquel was like, it's, you know, that's why Lala lashed out on me in Vegas. And Lala was like, no, it was about the comment that you fucking made to me in the bed. And yeah. Raquel goes, that comment was after you harassed me. One, they didn't harass you, which they point out. They say, we didn't fucking harass you. Two, no, it fucking wasn't. You're cl- the thing that you're claiming of the harassment was at that dinner uh, in, in Havasu. The fucking comment was before that, you idiot. It was in Vegas. Like, the discussion at the dinner was about your comment. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. You know, and Lala goes, when did I harass you, you dumb bitch? And goes, my God, my God, I have a degree. No one go to that school because if this is the product, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Raquel uh, is asked about like the, uh, the f- all of her stuff a little bit more. This is all in bonus, by the way. And this scene pissed me the fuck off. I'm sorry. Raquel was saying that Oliver told her and Lala both that he was separated. And Lala Lala uh, agrees with that. Like, that's what happened. And Lisa's like, gets asked about, you know, because she had said at Vanderbilt Paris that he was separated and all this stuff and what Lisa's thoughts were. And she's like, he was an exemplar. This isn't even the part that pissed me off necessarily about Lisa, but like, he's an exemplary employee. She's like, I took, I spoke to Garcelle, you know, you know, I, he was sending money to his estranged wife for his kids. And then Lala takes issue with saying estranged. Um, we find out a little more in, in a couple, but like Lala's like, they were sleeping together that night, which he denies. Right. So, but like there, you know, um, I think Lala, but that's, this is the craziest part about this whole segment, by the way. Lala's like sticking up for Raquel. She's sticking up for Raquel in this section of the reunion. Yeah. Like in terms of everything. And Lisa's like, I believe this story that they got together here and there. Like, you know, he didn't, he never lived with them. You know, th- he said they got, if you listen to what he said, they got together here and there, you know, every once in a while. And that's normal. Which I agree. Like I, I said at the time, like I think it's not great. I think you should communicate that to your partners down the line. But like I I you know, I don't think it's abnormal necessarily. And you don't even necessarily have to give all those details, but you could at least say, Hey, things are a little bit messy with my ex wife or not even ex wife yet. We're kinda separated. We're not living together, but you know, there's you know, still some connection there. Right. So we're working through stuff. So just so you're aware. LVP says he's sit, he's still working at the Vegas restaurant, which I do agree. Her being like, why? Like, I'm not gonna fire him. Like, yeah, like, like that's not a fireable offense. Well, she hadn't fired any of y'all. Yeah. So like, and LV, but this is where LVP starts to piss me off because she starts by going, "Do you think if he was a married man, I would say go out with my girls?" And then Lala comes in and goes, "Look, I don't want to speak on this any further because I've become good friends with his ex-wife, so I'm not going to like." you know, be her, ad- her voice and advocate in this moment. Lala's by saying that is saying, I want to disengage from this conversation, by the way. Yeah. Well, Which, but you don't really necessarily get to do that on reunions. No, but like the conversation, like, like, like Lisa told her side, Raquel told her side, Oliver's not there. So it's like, what's the, you know, it's not like it's going to be this long, extensive thing. She, but she lays out, I'm friends with uh, her ex-wife. And for some reason, Lisa then decides to again fucking cross-examine her, cross-examine Lala and goes, 
You didn't know her back then. You didn't, Oh, is this recently? Yeah, it's recently, Lisa. Like, keep up. Yeah. She's not saying she knew her for years. Like, why, why are you mad at Lala in this moment? Yeah. It's stupid. I mean, to be fair, though, Lisa is not just a cast member. She's also an executive producer of this show. Right. So she does have a... She's not Andy, but she is closer to Andy than anyone else on this cast. I guess. But then, so then Sandoval thinks he did something with this, which I don't get. He thinks he did something all season. He Sandoval, really. Sandoval then asked Lala, hey, so Lala, and he, he frames it as like, this is a normal question, like, like not with an agenda. He goes, Lala, how, did you, how long did you know that Oliver wasn't separated? And, and then Katie makes a comment of, not as long as Schwartz knew about you guys. Whoop. But then Lala's like, I think it, I, and Lala's can't, is trying to remember back. She can't exactly. And Sandoval's like, she said it was a, the ex-wife said it was a week. And, and she's like, Lala's like, it could have been a week. That makes sense. And Sandoval guys, Sandoval goes, so what you're saying is that you were holding the information from Raquel. Okay. What the, why does it matter? Like, also didn't they, like, wasn't that conversation between Raquel and Lala, like, pretty soon after that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's and not also, like she was holding it long. Right. And it's like, what, the, what do you, so they had a fight on, like, a massive fight on this vacation, right? Where Ra- Raquel calls her a mistress, essentially, right. and that she's jealous of Oliver. And now you're expecting her to immediately, as soon as she gets this information, call up Raquel? Why is she obligated to do that? She's not. And, and Katie goes, I really don't think you have a leg to stand on here, sir. <laughs> and Lala goes, you know, oh, Sandoval goes, I don't know, like thinking he's doing something, because maybe you wanted to see her look stupid. And Lala goes, Raquel can look stupid all on her own. Like it's, I don't need to plot this like big, like withholding of information to make Raquel look fucking stupid. Yeah. She's uh, done that uh, pretty well on her own this season. Yeah. But the thing is, so this was all bonus stuff, right? The Oliver aspect was all bonus. So we then see this moment that we saw on the reunion, which Lisa then is like, Lala, you've been burned by someone and you had something, you know, terrible happen to you. And, but I don't want it to let it create you into this bitter woman, which at the time watching it, I was like, it didn't make a lot of sense. It didn't make sense. And I was like, you're veering somewhere close. I don't like Lisa, but watching everything that preceded it in the bone, in the extended episode, I really don't like that comment. Yeah. It, it, mm -mm. Like trying to portray Lala as bad as if she's like, you know, like as if she befriended Oliver's ex-wife out of bitterness to be like the the avenger of 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 exes to like shit on Rick. Like she's by Lisa. Like the bitter woman thing in the ep- regular episode was kind of weird but innocuous. Here it's like, oh wait a minute, Lisa's saying that. In support of Sandoval, claiming that Lala was doing this nefariously. Right. Which is fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so fucking stupid. They get into a big shouting match then, um, and James <laughs> yelled to Sandoval, look at you, because I think Sandoval keeps going, look at you to Lala, and James goes, look at you, you fucking psychopath. 
Yep. Sandoval tells Lala, your head's about to spin off. Yeah, because she's crazy, right, Sandoval? The crazy women on this show, they're so crazy. Yawn. Yeah, like the... Find another old fucking trope. Sandoval uh, says, Lala's the most vocal about our relationship when she knows the least. And Lala goes, I think I called it pretty well, actually. And did. Yeah. Um, Brock... We see Brock go to Sheena's trailer uh, to join Sheena and Allie. Um, they talk, then, then they start talking about the Schwartz and Raquel makeout in Mexico. And Annie b- introduces the topic, but before he can ask a question, Schwartz goes, can I say something? Can you not? <laughs> really? Because this was so unnecessary. Is that how I look when I make out with people? Because in my mind, I'm sexy. I'm like a Casanova. And Ariana's face when he's saying this is like, what the f- like Ariana had some of the best faces this whole reunion and it's just like really dude like you're doing like again you- I don't think he I don't think he understands the gravity of situations like he just acts like it's a Tuesday but I think I yes yes this seemed like he was being a dick to Katie like I, I he read that to me, but he keeps going. Like I thought I would, I would be like sexy, like Casanova, and Katie goes, "It looked like father daughter kissing." <laughs> Ew. Which like, but not wrong. Um, Andy asks whether, uh, who thought Katie uh, overreacted about the kiss, and Lala and James just go, "Nope." <laughs> like no, not at all. And then so Schwartz, at, like Andy asks, "Why do you felt like the need to, you know?" basically screw over the terms of the deal in terms of not dating people in the friend group, not hooking up with people in the friend group. And he goes, maybe it was a technicality because, you know, they weren't friends in the moment. Am I right, guys? And Andy's face is just like, shut the fuck up. You're such a piece of shit. Like, yeah. Like, like when Andy, just when not. Andy is just like, dude, like you, do you fucking hear yourself? You know, Swartz is like, you know, we had a thing, you know, <laughs> And Ariana goes, she already fucked your best friend. So, and so it's like, I didn't know about that. And Ariana goes, well, she did. And he did. Yeah. And that seems perfectly fine to you, apparently. And we see it on camera that he was encouraging you this whole time to hook up with Raquel after already sleeping with and, her. And at least at the point of this reunion, you're still not upset about that. We will, we'll talk to you a little bit, right? Like, so Swartz was on Jackson Brittany's podcast this week. Ooh. He does sound different. Uh, very. He's still a little bit of the same Swartz, but like some of the words in which he's using to describe Sandoval, I think are much more accurate. Um, I wonder if it had more to do with, cause it came out on the day of the reunion, I think, or the yeah. day before. I wonder if the comment that we'll talk about later played a factor in that. Um, Possibly. Um, I also think that he has maybe realized how much he was being used. Mm. Uh, if for no other reason than I think he probably has had it shoved down his throat by someone how much he was being used. Right. Because he I said, don't think he, he says, would have accepted that on his own. He says Sandoval sold him a shit bill of goods. Yeah. And like, yeah, pretty much. Um, the, the, and, and not just this season, right? It's also been everything with Tom Tom, everything with Schwartz and Sandys, everything for the last ten years, probably the last fifteen since yeah. you've known each other. I don't know if he's fully grasped that the the scale of it, but I think 
I, this is the most potential I have seen in him reaching that conclusion. Like, he basically says he hasn't talked to him since the reunion. Yeah. I, he doesn't specifically say he's the like, reunion. He's like, he's been but he touring, says, but like... But he says four months. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, Katie then says, so, no, she's a see you next Tuesday. She's a fun one. And you're a drunk. That's what happened. And then Raquel... So LVP asked, like, why would you, like, make out with... Sh- like, like it's crazy. Like, you, you would make out with swords after already having sex with Sandoval. And Raquel's like, I wanted to put a cap on the Sandoval thing, and I wanted to make out with swords from the beginning. Again, there's, like, no apology to Katie. There's no even remorse to Katie about what she did to her. Like... Also, can we talk... Can we... I'm just going to jump ahead. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Because by the time the kiss happened, you had already slept with Sandoval again. Right. Yeah. 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 Because the kiss happened uh, and you you said, okay, so we'll just say it. In the last five minutes, Raquel reveals that. They fucked multiple times in Mexico. They fucked multiple times in Mexico. They did fuck that night at the uh, jacuzzi yeah. um, when Ariana was out uh, for her grandmother's funeral. Yep. Yep. Um, she also, um, basically, she does not verbatim. No, she does verbatim confirm that she went home with, um, to St. Louis, to St. Louis with Sandoval for but, Christmas. But the the thing, but to your point, they fucked multiple times in Mexico, and to the point that she has no clue how many times. Once they started having sex again in Mexico. She doesn't know how many times it was after that. After that. Because it was just happening so regularly. So, yeah, it had already happened. So, it's, it's stupid. Like, it's it, disgusting that they carried on with this after them. Like, even if I want to believe what Raquel says and that she had intended on that never happening I don't again believe that. and, and I don't saying think, that's I don't never think, happening. I don't think anything said at the actual reunion is the truth. I think it's a fucking lie. I think that she didn't intend to sleep with him again. I think he did. Sure. I don't think she did. And um, then in Mexico, like he quote unquote was drunk and found himself outside her room. And I think that he planned that. Right. So, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. So Andy asked uh, if she was, if you know, I he was like, I was really surprised hearing Terry talk about the hurt, and that it didn't like wake something up in you to like not pursue this with with Schwartz. And she's like, you know, it did though. You know, I closed the door to pursuing Schwartz. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. The make out, the make out was after that. Unless you close the like, much in the same way that fucking once doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you close the door for like five minutes and then opened it again. Yeah. See, when you close the door, in order for someone to get through it, you have to then open the door again. Right. That's how that works. That's and how our, doors work. And Ariana goes, close the door on Swartz and open it to my boyfriend. You fucking see you next Tuesday. Yep. Um, Andy, and he, she says this and Andy's not looking at it, but he's hearing it and sort of acknowledges her, Ariana calling her that. And he has a face of like, okay, go on Raquel. Like, like continue talking. Um, you know, and then Raquel tries to throw Schwartz under the bus. It feels like, and said like he instigated the kiss. And I love Katie's to be like, but I thought you closed the door. So you still opened it. 
Like, you still reopened the door. Yeah, and James is like, I think it was just very incesty and dirty and weird, everything on that right side of the couch. Um, Annie then brings up the uh, Lala James hookup. Uh, asked James if there were any others during the time of dating with Kel that he had cheated on her with. And and James still maintains no, even though there was like eight or nine people that had come out at that time, like like on the show. Well, yeah, I don't know if I believe that. Um, and then the, but I don't know that it matters. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Fucking it matter doesn't anymore. fucking matter. Like, we are so far removed from that. So who gives a fuck? Al, but then there's that moment. They cut to then the trailer. And Allie's asking Sheena, like, so wait, what is he talking about? And Sheena's like, this was from, like, years ago. This wasn't recent. And Allie, Allie's, did you not watch the show? How much of this? Did you watch this, like, one last season? Like, what happened? Like, I, I need you to go back some seasons. Like, yeah. several. Um, uh. Andy asked if Raquel ever asked James if there was more with Lala because they had been so flirty, like mm-hmm. at the Big Bear trip and stuff like that. Um, J- Raquel says she never asked uh, James, but felt like they were too close. Okay, so then by Sandoval and your logic, Raquel, then who cares if he cheated on anyone because you didn't pursue it enough? Right. You didn't ask the questions. You didn't follow him wherever he was going. Uh-huh. You didn't track him down. You didn't, you know, whatever. So by your and Sandoval's logic, you deserved it. Yep. Sorry. That's what I've heard. Um, Raquel goes, at the time, I felt like Lala didn't have any respect for me whatsoever. And, and Lala goes, and I still don't. Well. Yeah. And Raquel's like, you know, but I hadn't done anything yet. And Lala's like, well, my judgment was on point. And Raquel's like, everyone in this room has made a mistake. Here we go again. This is where I'm like, okay, you're so focused on proving yourself to Lala that, like, in the process of doing that, you realize how Ariana's hearing this, right? I made a mistake. I'm not that. I wasn't that bad person. Like, you may think you're just talking to Lala, but you know Ariana can hear you. Yeah. Um, you know, she, and then this moment. Lala resented me because she loved the attention James gave her. And then Lala goes, she's truly insane. <laughs> Yeah. And the attention wasn't on her anymore when I came into the picture. And I will say this about Raquel. Like, she's saying this, and it's stupid that Lala was jealous of her, right. whatever, and, and that's what it's about. And it's mean girl bullshit. But when I watch it, like, as she's saying this, she's almost, like, tearing up. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the closest that she tears up at all. It's what I was telling you before. Like when you grow up in like that fundy fundamentalist and evangelical mm-hmm. kind of bubble, it there's always the well, if someone's mean to you, it's because they're jealous. Yeah. You're so much better than them. And she's literally parroting that back. But it was almost the like you could tell in her reaction, she was trying to convince herself. Well, yeah, that's the point. Like you she was like she was hurt. About, you know, not feeling good enough, but had to tell herself, no, it's because I'm obviously better. Yeah. And Lala knows that. And Lala's the jealous one. Yeah. And it's like, you have insecurities, girl. And I actually think that because of that, like if I picked up on that, I think Lala picked up on this. And as much as this is somewhat sar- sarcastic that Lala says. I don't even think I it think, was sarcastic. I think there's some genuineness. because she goes, I think it was purely genuine because she listen to her tone shift. She goes, my love, I think you need to get mentally evaluated. And she goes, you are, she says you are truly insane, which is a little, but she. But I, 
like look at her facial expression change and look at her tone change. Her entire demeanor changes. Lala has a like. Lala feels like something's off. Something clicked for her. She realized, oh no, this is this person is deeply troubled. And she still hits her later in the reunion, but like, yes, she is still responsible for everything that she has done. But this is someone who has some extreme issues that has been exploited by a truly monstrous person. Well, and we'll say, so Lala was on Watch What Happens Live with Tamara. And you could tell in her reaction watching that last five minutes, she doesn't fully forgive Raquel. And I, and I, and I don't necessarily either. But you could tell she understands the nuance of it. Right. And, at, not, and not in the sense that she should be absolved, but she can tell that this is Sandoval. And this is... Yeah a manipulation of a woman who isn't confident in herself, doesn't have a full like understanding of her as a person, doesn't have the strength to actually support herself on her own. Like, yeah, I, I think they're her saying that she needs to get mentally evaluated. I think there's a very much a level of genuineness in what Lala was saying. I do too. And, and she goes, Raquel says, I am, I am going, I am getting mental help. And, she, and Lala goes, thank God. Honestly, I can see Raquel coming back next season. Now more than Sandoval. More definitely more than Sandoval, but I can see her coming back next season and Lala being her only ally. Yeah, it's gonna be hard with the Ariana thing, I think, but it's But I can see Ariana or I can see Lala standing by her and not like supporting everything that she does, but being there for her. And I can see I can see Raquel. I don't know. I think I can see her maybe making. I can see her. I can visualize a realm where she fixes it with Ariana. She has to grovel. It's going to take a couple years. Yeah, it's going to take a couple years, and she has to grovel, and she has to actually show emotion. Right. And I think the the problem is she doesn't show that here in the reunion. And the thing is, is that there are a lot of people like that that have to hit rock bottom before they can really start to figure out what's wrong and all of their trauma and work through all of that shit. And I think this is that for her. Yeah. Um, you know, James asked Lala uh, what, what she expected of Raquel when she brought up that, uh, they, that she had slept with James or whatever in the early parts of the re- relationship and that Raquel should have gotten over it quickly. And James goes, why do we keep bringing up shit from five fucking years ago? <laughs> like, can we move on to something else? Yeah. Like, like, which I agree with. I'm just like, too much time is being devoted to this shit. I am so sorry. Like, I'm sorry. We we are constantly harping on Lala's past relationship, on James and Raquel's past relationship, but why have we literally not talked about how fucking shitty Schwartz was to Katie? None. There's n- there was not... A, there was like, he literally made her cry in that restaurant in Mexico, and not a goddamn word was uttered about it. It, it pisses me off, actually. And I get Andy had a tough job, but, like, that, there, there should have been a segment. I, 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 really, I really think there should have been a segment for that. Um, Lala answers the question, though, and she's like, I thought she should have gotten over it because at the dinner that Katie and I went to with her where I told her, she seemed over it. Yeah. And the thing, it felt as though at that dinner table in Havasu, she knew that she needed to use this against me for, to push that narrative because of the shit that was happening. Yeah. And I, I kind of buy that, actually. And Raquel goes, this is Lala at her finest. And Lala's like, I'm always at my finest, baby. Always. <laughs> 
Um, so the topic comes up about the comment Schwar- of James throwing that beer in Schwartz's face. James talks about how pissed he was about the Schwartz comment and, and compares it to, you know, comparing it to Imagine Fest and, you know, comparing it to that shit show of the proposal. And Andy goes, but isn't that the joke? I didn't like Andy here. Yeah. Andy was like weirdly like backing up Schwartz as if like we know Andy has like a boy crush on the Toms and this kind of felt like that. Well, Andy, Andy is always going to side with people that have been there longer. Yeah. And it's because he just because he has more loyalty to them. Like you, you see it with. Teresa, you see it with Vicky even in a lot of ways. But this one was like, it was like so biased to the point of, not, I don't, I, bias is a tough word maybe, but like to the point of like he would just forget, like he was like, you know, because, well, so, so, well, first, Sandoval then starts trying to jump in, right? To like defend Schwartz in this, which again, this literally has nothing to do with Sandoval. Like, this, yeah. this again, he doesn't know when to just fucking like shut up and not, you know, make it about him. I'm and telling then, you, and then stick him in a box. And James, he's telling him, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And then he, and then when Sandoval won't shut up, he puts the fingers in his ears and goes, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? This, I get that this looks childish. I get that it looks childish, guys, but that's how I f- was feeling when Sandoval was talking. I wanted to be like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, and, but that, the thing that pissed him off with Andy was James goes, I want to hear what Schwartz has to say. And for some reason, Andy takes that as like James demanding an apology from Schwartz. And Andy goes, he apologized 85,000 times. You should apologize to him. And I was like, he did. Did you not watch the scene? He did apologize to him. Like James throws the drink, storms around for a little while and yelling and screaming. And then he comes back by, he apologizes, he shakes his hand yeah. and then it's done. And then Schwartz is like, the drink didn't make me upset. It was just more you sort of tearing, tearing up my laugh life afterwards. And James is like, I don't regret the drink, but I, I'm sorry about Laurent. Like in a sense of like, I am done with this conversation. Um, we cut back. They, they do a commercial break, I think. And, oh, and then there's this funny moment in the bonus scenes where Allie's in the trailer with Sheena and Brock. And Allie is just like fangirling over Sheena because she was the pizza girl in that one Jonas Brothers music oh, video. right, right, right. It's really, it's a cute little fun moment. Yeah, we needed that because holy shit. I think Allie's really charming and fun. I like her a lot. Um, they bring up Allie spotting Tom and Raquel at the Abbey, right? <laughs> and I love James. James goes... She's all, she walked in, she saw Tom doing his signature dance move and does his like, woo, like sort of like weird dance. It was something. <laughs> and it was so funny. Um, Sheena is talking to Allie in the trailer and Sheena's like, so Tom and Raquel were making it sound like that they went with you guys to the, with you and your group to the Abbey. And, and Allie's like, no, that's not what happened. No, they ran into each other there. You know, and uh, Sandoval says, like, nothing. Sandoval then says, nothing happened. You know, we went with James and Allie, et cetera. And then, and then James, because Sheena's like, called it. Exactly, exactly what they're going to say. And James refutes this and is like, no, we came later and we got a table. And Sandoval's like, oh, you got a table. Oh, you're so impressive. You got a table. It's like, shut up. Like, he was, he was just saying they got a table, as in, here's a detail. We got a table without you guys. And then Sandoval goes, we went over and said hi to you guys. Why did you say hi if you came together? 
<laughs> I was just like, did no one catch that? That he just lied like within like a span of like 15 seconds. This is what I'm saying. He wouldn't have used used to, he wouldn't have made a slip like that. Yeah. Like he's losing it. Yeah. So Ariana, the, the, the open relationship rumor is discussed, right? And Ariana's like, I think, it, I think he started it based off of the rumor of everything, of the Coachella stuff that we talked about with Sheena saying that Raquel was going around saying that he told her this in the hot tub. Right. And as Ariana is saying this, she, uh, Raquel keeps going, ugh, ugh, like doing like the exasperated. And Sheena goes, oh, if she's going to fucking lie right now. <laughs> and Raquel's like, I never said that. You know, um, and they deny it. I wish they had given Sheena a bike and she said, yes, you fucking did. <laughs> yeah. The topic of sort of Sandoval's attacks on Katie. This is a touch about a little bit, I guess. But Katie's like, I think Sandoval should remove the word accountability from his vocabulary. And Sandoval's like, well, that's true because I'm taking accountability for my actions now. And everyone just laughs at him. Yeah. Like, it's this, great. This is accountability to you. Yeah. Please get, a, get out of here. You know, uh, Andy asked if, if he had thought that he, the worry, if he was worried at all in the process about them being caught. And she's like, and Santa was like, no, I wasn't about being caught because I wasn't doing anything. And Ariana's like, but you fucked her. And he keeps going, one time. I fucked her one time, I, but I wasn't doing anything at that time. So wait a minute. Like, so by that logic, I did it one. I wasn't doing anything at that time. So because you didn't like physically stick your dick in her, in her vagina at the Abbey, like, and someone didn't walk in on you, like, could you have fucked her 30 seconds like in the bathroom? And if nobody saw it after that, that was like enough space to where it like constitutes being okay. You see, I wasn't worried about getting caught for murder because I wasn't murdering someone right now. Yeah. I did what it two weeks the, ago. What about all the times Jeffrey Dahmer didn't murder people? <laughs> uh, Sandoval says that, you know, and LVP's like, it doesn't, LVP is even like, you're sounding stupid right now. I'm trying to defend you so hard, but you sound so stupid keeping bringing up this one time thing. Because she's like, it doesn't matter. It changed the fucking relationship. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And Sandoval's like, no, here's an example. I do have a friend. And we fucked back when we were single and we still became friends. And, and Ariana's like, you weren't dating someone. What are you talking about? Also, you didn't develop. I don't think you actually developed feelings for Raquel either, but the, you aren't like in love with that person. Like it, you can definitely have sex with someone and not develop feelings and it not be emotional. And that's fine. Like, more power to you when you're single or when you are actually in an open relationship, but you can't compare that to a actual love affair. No. And Lisa's like, you didn't just continue to be friends though. You had, you're acting as like you just went on to be friends. You had this like clandestine pact and Sandoval goes, look, you're not me, Lisa. Oh, that's an answer. <laughs> Jeez. Because like because you're not me, therefore it, my stand, like standards are different. Stupid. Um, Schwartz says, you know, I think where the the um, open relationship thing uh, happened, there was a rumor going around a while ago that you guys had a threesome with Billy Lee, and there was that moment of Lala uh, in the car and that and that that just might have lent to things. It might have lent to the discussions. That's all I'm saying. It might have lent to it. 
Okay, Swartz. Um, so, uh, what is the, oh, fuck, what, um, Sandoval, oh, oh, Sandoval is there, Raquel's like, asked how she's been doing, where she's been and stuff like that, and she's been in Arizona and stuff like that, and Sandoval does admit that they have hung out in the last three weeks, and Raquel does say that she considered skipping the reunion, and Sheena's just like, why, so she can fucking avoid conversation, like, yeah, it's, you know, and, She's like, I've just been wrestling with it. And she's like, I'm really, I just want to say I'm really sorry to Ariana for portraying her. I just can't fathom the pain that I've caused her. Ariana, by the way, doesn't even look at her when she's saying this. Yeah. She looks off. And she's like, you know, I did. Um, well, she had like, Andy asked, like, why did you do it? And she's like, I did it because Tom and me had a connection and that I felt, you know, seen and heard with him. And Ariana goes, but not with me. Just so we're clear, you didn't feel seen in there with me. And Raquel was like, well, um, I mean, I, I, I never confided to Ariana about really personal things. And, uh, you know, and then Raquel talks about being a people pleaser her whole life. And she had to drop that mentality and start pleasing herself, which, again, it's like. Yeah, Ariana was having to please herself, too, because clearly Sandoval surely, surely wasn't doing it. And this is where Ariana unleashes and goes. So my dog had just died. I cried in your fucking arms and you thought I should go fuck her boyfriend. You are the lowest of the fucking lowest of low people. You really are. You're a fucking psychopath. You are terrifying to me as a person. The fact that you are capable of this shit, unfucking believable. And then she goes, you're a fucking dementor. I know you like Harry Potter. (laughs) And then she goes, I hope Charlotte fucking haunts you. You're a soul-sucking individual. And after today, I will never see or speak to you again, and I will be better off for it. <laughs> and then you think, hey, bye. <laughs> <So good. laughs> Katie's uh, reaction to the, I hope Charlotte will haunt you. <laughs> I just... Uh. Yeah, that dog is going to do, uh, do terrible things to her. Um, Annie asks, why didn't she just turn? Why didn't she just stop? And Raquel's like, it was impossible to turn away from. And Annie's like, because you were in love. And she like pauses and like thinks and goes, yeah. And Ariana goes, you're hideous, rotten, like a fucking moldy piece of fruit. And then Andy then asks Tom if he's in love. And then it's just like big delay. And Lala's like, I mean, it's a simple question. Are you in love or are you not? And uh, Tom just goes, I'm I'm sorry. You, yes, and Ariana goes go roadie, <laughs> <laughs> and Lala's great here. Lala goes, but La, but Ariana, how amazing that they did this for you, both of them. There will be a day where you look at both of them and think, oh my god, I'm so grateful. Not only did they get me out of this torture chamber because I can't even imagine being with you, Sandoval. Like put a bullet in my brain. <laughs> like, Jeez. And Sandoval goes, that's why you have so many friends, Lala. You're such a giver. Yeah, she actually, I'm sorry. Lala has a lot of friends. How many friends do you have? Not that many. Last time I counted. Um, and then um, Schwartz and your bandmates who you pay. Yeah. Ariana then turns to Raquel and goes, you're nothing. I know it's not hard for you to let other people's thoughts go into your brain because you never have a fucking original thought of your own. Ooh. You are nothing. And then Yala, Lala tells also Raquel to get used to being used to this because she's the next to go and saying that Sandoval will basically cheat on her next, which he absolutely will. Absolutely will. 
Um, Raquel gets flustered and then leaves to get water. And Ariana goes, you should leave and never come back. No one wants you here. Bye. <laughs> Lisa's trying to reason with them. It's like, look, I think, you know, in terms of the circumstances, you know, she's probably really intimidated. And Ariana goes, she didn't seem nervous at all. Um, Andy tells, uh, you know, uh, it, it's like, so Raquel, Raquel comes back uh, and sa says, you know, Raquel, you had the affair with Tom before calling Lala a mistress bimbo at the pool party. And Sandoval goes, I mean, isn't a mistress something that's an ongoing thing? It's like, oh my God, dude, stop trying to make this one time thing happen. It's never going to happen. It's oh, you'd be much better making fetch happen. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And Ariana goes, oh my God, just keep burying yourself. <laughs> uh, Sandoval says they didn't have sex at the jacuzzi during the jacuzzi night. And she goes, absolutely not. Liar. Sandoval's a liar. Sandoval's a liar. Schwartz admits that he kind of co-signed the lie in terms of the jacuzzi night in term because he left. He wasn't even there. Like when he claimed that he stayed the night. Right. Like to push that lie. And, but says that, you know, when we were in the hot tub, there was no hanky panky. It's like, okay, who cares? Um, uh, uh, Andy's like, it kind of felt, felt like a red flag, Ariana, in that moment. And Ariana's like, yeah, it was a red flag. But when you're with someone so long, you believe that because you feel like it's their, you're the, that's their, your person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sandoval also says they never hooked up in the home. Liar. Liar! The lie detector test has determined <laughs> that is a lie. Um, I, Andy asked if uh, all the support. Andy asked Sandoval if he feels all the support everyone is giving Ariana is authentic. Setting him up to just fucking like hang himself with this one. Sandoval's like, you know, I appreciate the support that uh, everyone gave Ariana. No, you don't, because you were complaining about everyone being at the house. Yep. Like it was a party. We saw it in a fucking deleted scene, you idiot. Yep. Um, he's like, but it was heartbreaking to see friends of both of us. I mean, not text me and just put funny memes on social media. And Ariana's like, what did you think was going to happen to you? No one wants to text you or speak to you or see you. And like, he doesn't get like, and that's the thing like we were, we're learning. We learned after this, which is just like, Hey, those people you thought were friends, Tom, they never liked you. Did you think they were going to bake you casseroles? Yeah, it would, but it's obvious that like they were friends of Ariana's and they put up with you because you were Ariana's boyfriend and they weren't going to reason with her to get rid of you. So they kind of just dealt with you. Yeah. They weren't your friends. Yeah. Cause you're insufferable. Yeah. Um, Swartz then had, oh, <laughs> I don't know what Swartz was trying to do here. He's like, I just want to point out the, the, the juxtaposition that I just find really interesting that, you know, in, in Ariana, in your lowest moment where, you know, you, you were so embarrassed and everything and the it, it, everything's against you, everyone in this nation rallying around you and getting behind. Ariana, I just want to know, how does that feel? Like, he's the moderator. How does that feel? And James goes, cool, Swartz, cool. <laughs> I mean, it's a good question to ask. But I don't know why Schwartz is asking it, number one. And number two, why Schwartz framed it that way. I think he wanted to kind of break tension in a certain way. But and he thought it was going to be an uplifting thing. But then Ariana but starts, then crying. Ariana starts <laughs> crying. <laughs> she, uh. She's like, and you can tell Schwartz's face is like, shit, god damn it. 
And she goes, like, it, it kept me going. You know, I lost eight pounds. I wasn't eating for weeks. I had people stay with me every night because they felt like they had to babysit me. And this is the part where she's crying and just because I just can't think of two worse people. I can't. And then San, Sandoval cries, whatever. And, San, you know, she's like, I just don't think anyone deserves this. You know, I have to tell myself that. And Sandoval and Raquel both go, you don't deserve this. And Ariana goes, don't fucking say you don't deserve it. You're still fucking doing it. It's so fucking disgusting. You're gross. This is gross. When is it going to click? It's an abomination. Abort it. It's so fucking awful. It was like exasperated. I'm just like, and after this reunion, again, I will reiterate to people, if anyone's buying that Tom's remorseful, after this reunion, he brings Raquel to the house when she's away filming her Lifetime movie. Also, uh, word is that he is now out there acting like everyone should be grateful yeah. to him for all the good ratings I and got us saving a new season. the show. Pay raise, guys. You can thank me for it. Fuck you. What a loser. And Katie's like, your life is getting better by the moment. And Ariana goes, and theirs is going down the drain. And that's karma. And then James finding his moment because he clearly wanted to say this. Which I do like, though. He jumps in and goes, by the way, Raquel, just for the record, when you call Allie uh, your replacement this season, it's actually an upgrade. Yeah, I thought it was poorly timed, but it was a good statement to make. And I like that he was stuck up for Allie. Yeah. Because that is a shitty thing for Raquel to say. Um, Then Andy's like, okay, we're just going to rapid fire things I was curious about. So, uh, Tom, you dressing up as Raquel for Halloween. What the fuck was that about, basically? (laughs) And LVP is like... I don't know if LVP even realized this. I, I was like, does LVP not follow everything that had been happening on social media? I don't media? think she does. Because she was like baffled by this. Like, you did what? Yeah. And Santa was like, it was, it was just like an, it was an online thing. And Katie rightfully points out, like, actually, he did it to shit on me. Because mm-hmm. I was the one saying that she was following them around at BravoCon in the TomTom hoodie, being a fangirl. So the whole him dressing up in the hoodie was to shade me. Yeah, because he's a great guy. Uh, Ariana goes, we wore matching sweaters that night, the BravoCon. And Tom got to have his two girlfriends in the front row. Raquel's asked about buying the necklace. And she's like, yeah, I bought it because it was significant to what he had became in my life. And LVP is just like, why the? And she doesn't say it like this, but it's like, why the fuck would you do that on camera? Yeah. That's like, like, and we said, like, that's crazy that you did that on camera. Yeah. I remember watching that scene and our jaws just being on the floor. And LVP's like, it was almost like you're in your mind. You were in some like pageant acting a part. And James goes, she ain't going to win this pageant either. Lisa, (laughs) that was a great line. (laughs) Also, I think our jaws were also on the floor during that scene for the fact that she spent $700 on that fucking chintzy ass necklace yeah and Raquel's like I know I was cringing so hard watching it she the way you phrase that is so weird as if you didn't do it watching it was cringy to you how about doing it also I'm just can we stop using cringe for this level of shit yeah um Ariana's like or, or Raquel's like I feel like a piece of shit and Ariana goes you feel nothing you're showcasing that you feel nothing like 
it's just cold and ridiculous. LVB says that like uh, that and like the talk that Raquel had with Ariana at the bar was like the most gobsmacking thing she ever seen uh, seen on television. And Sandoval goes, "Yeah, I mean, look, I think neither one of us have had time to really process this." And Ariana's face when he said that is like, "What? You've literally had since the affair started." Everyone else has had three weeks. What does he have to process? What does he have to process? Yeah. He's like, we made a mistake. We tried to rectify it and pretend it didn't happen. I'm sure you tried to rectify it. We didn't want to hurt anybody. (laughs) Like, wow, dude. Um, We've Ariana confirms that the eggs are not fertilized. They're still frozen. And fuck. Ariana goes, thank God. I don't want that DNA mixed with mine. Um, So, oh, and then this moment. So, our, so Andy, I had heard this from uh, people who had saw who apparently had insider tea, but Andy uh. had said on his radio show that there was a comment that Sandoval was going to make that was going to offend pretty much every woman in America, and it's really fucking bad. And yeah, it is. Andy asked if Sandoval had sex with anyone since he slept with Raquel, anyone else, and he says no. And Ariana goes, "What about the girl in Chicago?" And then Lala goes, what about, and then Lala brings up like another person and Sandoval goes, you guys, like, first of all, like, where are you getting this information? Which he just wanted to know so that he could go back and yell at those people. Exactly. Because they're all true. But then this moment, Ariana goes, you know, by the way, you know who he did sleep with after Raquel and him started to sleep together? Me. And then Sandoval goes, yeah, she kept her t-shirt on. It was really hot. I wanted to fucking, he, oh, the fact that they didn't, like, the fact that all the women on the left side didn't just jump up and beat his ass on that fucking stage, it literally would have been justified. I was literally nauseous. Uh, Lala's just like, you're a fucking dick. Like, what the fuck, you asshole? Like, and Schwartz, and then Schwartz is like, you shouldn't have said that. And like, Schwartz goes full head in his hands. Yeah. Like, just like, oh my fucking God, dude, why did you say that? And Sandoval's like, I'm sorry. He's, he says he's sorry to Schwartz and not to Ariana. Fuck him. Keep in mind, saying that to any woman that you've been in a relationship as a straight man, or just, in, I mean, in terms of relationship, fucking disgusting, um, misogynistic, fucking gross. Um, but Ariana, who has been so fucking open in her entire time on the show of her body image issues who has been like who has told us that her boyfriend before tom her ex-boyfriend literally would critique her body fucking conscious constant constantly and it would make her so fucking self-conscious the idea that that came out of his mouth is the fucking and with ease yeah I he's because the, he never had any respect for her. I got I got it. And Lala goes, "This is your future, Raquel. I want you to know he's gonna talk like this to you too." And that is so fucking true. And any woman in America, all these fucking women who are going still to his fucking shows genuinely to support him and to like you know rub on him when he's shirtless and stuff like that and be groupies and shit like that. You know all the information now. It's all perfectly fucking clear. You get with this man. This is how he's gonna fucking treat you. It's so fucking disgusting. Like, I was shaking with rage. Yeah. It's, ugh. 
another discussion. Well, we won't touch on it too much, but they get into the discussion about uh, the whole Rachel Raquel thing. Um, Ariana did have some good lines, um, even though I agree with your point Look, that I think Ariana has every right to be angry and to be cold and to do whatever she needs to do to get through these moments. Yeah, I hope she reevaluates now that she's had time to reflect and heal and move forward from this. I hope she has had someone in her circle or maybe she realizes herself that it maybe wasn't appropriate, but I will give her every pass in the book in this moment because she has earned every pass in the book. I will tell you, I think the frustration from her end and why that kind of goes into the back of your mind when you're Ariana is that when that's been done to her, there is a duplicitousness and there is almost like she is posing and like trying to like fake her. Like it, it, it looks like she had like created a new persona. Yeah. Like, and I think that's what's going on in her mind. I don't think she's factoring in those things, but uh, Raquel's like, I changed it when I was uh, uh, four years old because there were two other people named in first Ra- grade or first grade. Cause I, there were two other people named Rachel in my class that already goes, she wanted to feel special. Oh, and yeah. and Raquel goes, my family calls me Rachel, but my friends call me Raquel. And Ariana goes, well, you don't have any more of those, so Rachel it is. Yeah, I mean. And, Ar- and Raquel's like, that's not how that works. And Ariana goes, no, because you said your family calls you Rachel, Rachel, and your friends call you Raquel, and you don't have any more of those. You see how, like, she literally broke down the math problem for her. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, and then Lala was trying, this is the only time I was like, okay, Lala, you kind of lost me on this point, but like the difference between her and being Lauren and Lala. I was like, okay, you don't, this is the one time I was like, no, I don't think you're, you should have just you, let this lie. You also get that Raquel is a variation on Rachel. She was like making a difference between what a nickname is and like, yeah, whatever. Um, Sandoval said the topic of introducing her to the, the parents and Sandoval says he told his mom and that uh, she didn't approve and also said that they didn't spend Christmas in St. Louis. Liar. Which we know is a lie. There's pictures. And she has now admitted that. Yeah. Andy asked when it became a relationship, and he says January. And Ariana goes, oh, January. Oh. Um, and Raquel says, um, she of the future, Raquel says, she doesn't know where here and Tom will be a year from now. Andy then asked Tom this, and then James goes, in a poop house. In a fucking house made of dog shit. A poopy house. Stinky poopy house. Poopoo head. Both of you poopoo heads. It was, it was almost funnier than the trailer. It was, yeah. So, it so was a stinky good. house made of poop. <laughs> yeah. um, Santa was like, I think we were both in very vulnerable situations. Talking about him and Raquel. Not about Ariana. Wow. Wow. It's hard to know if these feelings are real or not. And I think it's best we take time to reflect. And LVP's like, well, that must be hard for Raquel to hear. You know, that you say that. You're not sure if it's real or not. And James goes, they scripted this, Lisa. Like, like, <laughs> James is like, I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Raquel's like, you know, we, they're, fig- we're figuring it out if, you know, if it was just exciting and superficial. And LVP's like, well, if it was just exciting and superficial, it came at a really great expense. And Raquel's like, I know. And I just want to say again, I'm sorry, Ariana. And Ariana goes, I don't accept. And I don't believe you for one fucking second. And Raquel's like, I get it. I know my credibility is shot. And Sandoval just goes, yeah. There, he does it again with Raquel where it was just almost like an attitude of like, sucks for you. Like, 
he doesn't care give a shit at all. I would be asked Schwartz if he understands the magnitude of all this. And Schwartz is like, yeah, I do. You know, and he's like, talks about how he told him to tell Ariana and stuff like that. Um, Andy asks Raquel if it's possible to mend fences. And Raquel goes, right now, no. And Ariana goes, forever, no. And I love Katie telling Andy. I mean, it's not really up for her to decide. I don't know why you're asking that to Raquel. Yeah. Um, Raquel's like, I'm really sorry to the people I've hurt throughout the process. Brock in the trailer goes, you should name the people you hurt so we can feel it. And she's like, yeah, where's my apology? <laughs> Raquel goes, I hate that I proved Lala right. So, so again, who are the people, who are the people other than Ariana that you hurt, by the way? Cause you're not naming names and then you're taking a dig at Lala. Okay. Okay. And Lala goes, I'm living for it. A person I love very deeply is away from a very toxic human. People see you for who you are. Finally, it's amazing. And Sandoval goes, you don't love Ariana dearly, Lala. And Lala goes, I do love Ariana dearly. That, so much so that I ate her cookie in the back of your car and I do it again. <laughs> Boom. Boom, bitch. Uh. Raquel goes, I'm this was I was like, oh, my God, Raquel, I'm treating this as a learning process. I want to be a better friend to the people in my life. Well, at least that's the upside. That's something you say in an interview or to your friends or to yourself or to yourself. But you don't say it to the people that you wronged. Yeah. Uh, Raquel's like, and now I realize how much my actions affect other people. And then they're like, okay, so now let's take a break. So now this is where Raquel's going to leave. And Sandoval goes to follow Raquel. And Ariana goes, go give her a little kiss. She loves those little rat kisses. Ugh. Raquel's like, that was brutal. And like wipes something off of Sandoval's face. Like, you got something right here. Which I was like, oh, my God. Sandoval's like, you, ha- you handled that better than I did. And this is the first time we see any remotion of- from Raquel in terms of this day. On, on the stage yeah. and, but they're backstage Raquel goes it's hard to admit everything and accept how I've hurt people and it's not the person I want to be and Sandoval goes yeah that really sucks wow wow it's it to me this feels like because she does come from the pageant world it feels very much like when she was out there and all season long, she's had this mask on Yeah, because she knew that if she didn't have the mask on, she'd let it slip about the affair. Right. So she was lying the whole time, had the, the mask on and knowing that she was still having to lie to protect Sandoval, even here at the reunion. Um, I do think that we have moments of her breaking down that are genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, I do kind of feel like this is one of them. I I don't know. I just at least there's I, a re- there's a wrestling. There's there, like a, there's something there. And like I said, I think that there is a path forward, but it is going to require a lot of work on yeah. her part. Sandwell talks about how it's hard for people to think that we're evil people and compulsive liars. It's like how do we not lie about this? Could you blame us? Like wow. And See, then, it's not our fault we're liars because we fucked. Yeah. Sandoval Just makes the a, once, though. Sandoval makes a really interesting comment, which he's like, 
you know, I can take it from Katie, but like Lala and James, it's just like too much. It's like, that tells me something. Lala and James, who don't give a fuck, who actually stand up and take it to you and tell you to shut the fuck up to your fucking face because they don't give a fuck. But you're fine when it's Katie because you think you can win against Katie because you think you've beaten down Katie to such a degree emotionally over the years, like degraded her enough as a person, which we've seen over the years. That you can win against her. Newsflash. She's like 10 times stronger now in the last year. You would lose. Oh, 100%. I would pay to see that. And then they bring up, you know, it was so funny. Jane's calling Allie an upgrade. And they they start laughing together. (sighs) Sandoval's like, oh, and they're all united. Let's see how long that lasts. Wow. It's really gross. Raquel then leaves so that Sheena can be swapped in. Um, While they're still setting up, some of them are still out on the stage. And Lala asks Ariana um, if he can't, you know, let's say in the scenario, like, because clearly there was an emotional affair as well. Like, if he came to you early about the emotional affair, what would you do? And Ariana's like, it would have to be one of two. I would give him, said, you have one of two options. Either you end this with me or you never see her again. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, and Ariana's like, you know, eventually I probably wouldn't be that upset. It would still take time because, yeah, she's still allowed to be upset because it's ending a relationship. But, like, it, I would eventually not be as upset. And Ariana's like, Ariana says, you know, that's, but also, like, that's a line. Like, you don't go for friends. And then they cut the camera to Schwartz. <laughs> Shady editors. Good editors. Um, they're still getting ready. This is another bonus scene, which, again, fucking illuminated things from the main episode. Oh, yeah. I feel a lot. James is like, can Sandoval hurry up so we can get the hell out of here? And Andy's like, well, Lisa also isn't here. And James like, oh, well, I guess I'll shut up, I guess. <laughs> Which is funny. But then we see that Lisa is with Sandoval in the dressing room. And it's like, basically, like, you're not showing emotion. Like, you may think you're, like, saying the words or what, Like, you're not showing any emotion. Like, I've not seen it. And it's like, I feel like maybe if you just said, listen, I am truly sorry and just take the shit and like fucking like, and I think she genuinely, I think she might've had good intentions. Yeah. I think she genuinely believes Sandoval is remorseful. The problem is she doesn't realize he's not. Right. But it also illuminates what we see in the next couple minutes. Right. That this wasn't, again, Sandoval crying later is not spur of the moment. No. He it's was told to do it. It's because Lisa suggested it. Yeah. And Sandoval then starts fake crying. goes, I just wish I could have a real conversation with Ariana. Why? What? Like the whole, the, the definition of conversation is that it's two way, right? Right. That it's one side and one side and they're get, they reach a point to the middle, basically. You, that tells me that you still want to be in a position where she sees your point of view of this in some way. Right. And that dude, I don't know how th- thick your skull is, but that's never going to happen. And, and also, it will, and it should never happen. Because honestly, the last time she was alone with you off camera, you were throwing shit at the back fence and screaming at her. Yeah. After you got caught for having an affair. You had the audacity to be angry at her. You had multiple opportunities to have a conversation. You chose not to. You had seven months of opportunities. Yeah. Sandoval was like, I'm not a serial killer. I don't know about that anymore. I know you were saying that hyperbolic, but honestly, 
Sheena comes back I could out. See it. Sheena comes back out and she's like, I was watching, and it's like, Ariana, you're a fucking queen. Andy, uh, they start back again. Andy asks, So Sheena, you were watching backstage. What were your thoughts? And she's like, Sociopath, not one tear. I cried twice in that trailer. And Lala's was like, she cried about aging out of pageants and couldn't fucking cry tonight. Yeah. But I think now we know why. Yeah. Ariana is like, she continues to be fake as fuck. They go around for the end part. Schwartz says he has like a 5% chance that he'll ever get married again. Um, but he'll probably be in love at some point. Katie talks, and I mentioned this before, like Katie like says that, you know, I don't have this like dying wish to like be a mother, you know, in terms of things. I might just be like the cool aunt and stuff like that, which I do think is more her vibe. Yeah. So then Annie then gets to Sandoval. And I think and, she's just tired of taking care of children. Honestly. Because she's been taking care of a giant one for the last 12 years. That's fair. That, that's really what it is. Annie uh, is like, so Sandoval, I was going to ask you how you move forward with this group, but there doesn't really seem to be an answer to that. And then he fake cries. And Ariana just looks disgusted at him. Just yeah. like, really? And he goes, I will always love you. And I will always be cheering you on from afar. And Ariana, it then goes to Ariana and Ariana's like, so I'm grateful for everyone, the girls, uh, James, Lisa, Andy, leaves out everyone, includes everyone except Sandoval and Schwartz. Yep. Uh, and he's like, and so for picking me up, I will not forgive him. And I will not be cheering him on from afar. Lisa Queen. then starts tearing up. And says it's just too much to process and that she hopes they can find some kind of forgiveness and compassion one day. And Ariana's face is like, no. The credulous look on her face is just... Ugh. They then take a group photo, <laughs> which is so awkward. And Sandoval has to wipe away the tears and fake it for the photo and then go back. <laughs> and, and Well, then, he has to fake fake it. Yeah. Because he was already faking it with the tears. And then I just love their... The, the, then they start leaving and James just goes... These are the best days of <laughs> while John Legend is playing. Basically, like yeah, the, the yeah, um, and then they all leave, get in their cars and leave. And then we see the the caption. Six days later, Raquel sat down for her final interview of the season. God bless this producer who yeah. was doing this interview. Holy shit! They sit down and he goes, "You ready?" She goes, "Yeah," and he goes. This has to be Alex, right? I don't know. I would love to know. Because they said that the showrunner that did Maybe the interview it is Alex. was the only one that knew what it was. Maybe it is Alex. And he goes, you seem like you're in a lot of pain. And she goes, I think it's important to me to tell the truth. I think I've been lying and being so deceitful this entire time that I don't want to lie anymore. And she says that she's still finding herself having to lie about specific timeline things. Mm. Hmm. The producer asked, and then, but this part was so illuminating to me. This is the real reveal. The producer asked why she maintained untruths at the reunion. She goes, he feel, meaning Sandoval, he feels like it would be less hurtful to say that this wasn't going on for so long. So that like, She's still framing it as like, this is his genuine opinion and not, this is the lie he's telling me. Right. Which means me that she 
realizes that she is being forced to lie. And I think that she is resentful of that. Yeah. But she does not yet realize that she has been duped as well. Right. At least at this point. Then, so you mentioned it before. She says that it was happening more times when they were filming. The second time was during Mexico, that they had sex multiple times in Mexico. Um, she goes, I don't remember how often, how often it would be, but it picked up speed more when we wrapped filming. Um, she said, again, I don't think she's telling the, f- uh, the full, full, full story. She's telling more than, than what Sandoval wants us to tell or to tell. I think I maintain we're never going to know the full story. I believe that um, the landmarks that have been laid out are, mostly are, correct. are real landmarks. Yeah. I think that there is one uh, landmark that has not been confirmed, confirmed by and that is when the romantic something or another started. And I would argue Coachella looks like it. Right. That is my theory. I think they were both drunk at Coachella. He tried to kiss her, mm-hmm. which was seen and reported. Right. But I think she pushed him off. Yeah. Right. And then she was like, no, Ariana's my best friend. We are not doing this. And then there, he starts trying after that, trying to pull her in, convince her yeah. all the things. Then what happens at guys night is when they actually kiss and then fuck for the first time. Then again in Mexico. And then that's when everything happens. I also believe, I think that I still maintain that something was caught by Schwartz in Mexico. Yeah. You've always said that because there is no good goddamn reason for his attitude to shift so quickly yeah and for the rest of the season and for the rest of the season he pretty much does not acknowledge raquel yeah um he's so she says that she met his mom in la and then he the producer asks, so you never went to st louis and she goes no and he goes but then she gives this smile this like like, and yeah, then we I'm see lying. The, and then we see the photo from Christmas of them right. in St. Louis. And she goes, I can't recall. And then the showrunner goes... I can't recall ever being in St. Louis. Which, yeah. It was like... Then the showrunner says, like, we can see it on your face. So and you she should also, just tell us. We didn't talk about the Mex- her saying the Mexico stuff, but she laid out literally, like... Moment by moment, everything that happened leading up to the first fucking Mexico. Right. But then she can't remember if she was ever in St. Louis. Okay. Um, producers said, like you said, the producer is reading on her face and she's like, yeah, I have a really bad poker face. And then she pretty much breaks down. Yeah. Well, then she cops to the St. Louis thing. Then she says that at one point she had suggested to him about what about them being a throuple. Right. And Sandoval was like, no, she wouldn't go for that. Because clearly he didn't want her going to Ariana and suggesting that. Right. Because then his shit would be blown up, which also tells me that he was telling her they were in an open relationship. Right. Because why else would she suggest a thruple if she didn't know in her head that Ariana would be open to all of them fucking? Yep. He told her they were in an open relationship. I guarantee. This is what I'm saying. She was groomed and manipulated from before day one. Well, to the grooming, then she goes, God, he's going to kill me. 
And then she just goes, I just hate lying so much. And then this is where she starts to break down. Ah. And Raquel, she's like, uh, it says that she didn't ask if they hooked up at the jacuzzi night. And Raquel says, no. And then he goes again, I can read it on your face. And Raquel goes, he asked me to not disclose all this information. And then to talk about why Raquel goes, especially now with feelings. This was like, this is why Lala said he's dangerous. This whole next sentence is exactly why Lala said he's dangerous. Yeah. And exactly the narcissist in him. LVP, listen up. She goes, especially now with feeling so isolated, I feel like Tom is like my one person that I do have. And if it just like, and if I just like went and betrayed him, then I'd really have nobody. It's textbook malignant narcissism. Like keep her from everyone. Shelter her. Make it that you're the only one that can protect her. Gaslight her about reality. Like, it's, it's obvious. It's so obvious. This, this man is literally a public menace. Yeah. Like, he, ladies, ladies. He, he needs to be in a plastic bubble. Yeah. And then the credit to the producer again, he goes like, Look, I mean, like, you already ripped off the Band-Aid at this point in terms of what you've already revealed. Like, what's one more detail? I mean, good on the producer for, for like, pushing her and saying, look, you should just reveal everything. But it also really, like, it turned my stomach because that's the exact language I guarantee you, Sandoval, used What's one her. more time? Yeah. Like, I, that is... That is that same fucking manipulative language. And while I'm like, I'm glad that producer pushed her, the other part of me is like, fuck, yeah. this is gross. But like, this whole thing is gross. Yeah. And then this is where Raquel fully breaks down and, like, does her, like, like fully hyperventilate breaks down. Yeah. And says, it's the one story we agreed to get straight. And I know for that, the reason why Tom wanted to lie about it is because it's a really bad look to hook up with someone's boyfriend in their house when they've gone out of town, especially for like a funeral of all things. It's not that it's really awful, not that it's really a gross thing to do, not that um, it violates so many boundaries, not any of those very valid things that it's a bad look. Yeah. I mean, he slipped up. He told her the truth on that one. Yeah. And then she's just like, it, it hurts me to my fucking soul. And I, it's like, I hate lying. I'm sick of lying and just is sobbing. And that's the end of the season. This to me and maybe I'm wrong and I will eat it if I am this to me while it does not absolve her of anything not a single fucking iota right. of what she did it also clearly demonstrates to me that she is also a victim here yeah like he is an abusive piece of shit. Yeah. And he 
has a track record a mile fucking long. And he's just going to keep doing this shit. This man is a predator. Full on. It's disgusting. He should be on a most wanted list. (laughs) Or a least wanted list. Honestly. Because fuck that guy. But, But like I said it before. Like if you are a woman genuinely going to his concerts to support him at this point. And you're fawning over this man. Like you really, really need to fucking analyze yourself. You like, and, 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 and like, and all the fucking commenters again, trying to blame Ariana, trying to be like, well, she did this. Well, da, da, da. I don't know how you can look at this man and think anything other than he is so fucking despicable. I don't like fuck every, who cares about Lala and all the other boys. And, Fuck it. He's a despicable human being. The literal fucking worst. I, 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 it was crazy. Fucking crazy. But overall, I think this is one of the best seasons of anything, definitely of anything Bravo we've watched. Yeah. Like yeah. Top, top three at least. Yeah. Like it, credit to everyone involved. Um, except for that, except asshole. for that asshole, um, just like the I, I Although don't know. He's gonna take all the credit for it, and, and there's still a secret revealed, which we may review as well. Holy um, shit! Yeah, but like I don't even know what we're gonna do anymore because it's like this has consumed our spring. Like, and it's what just, else is there? Yeah, it's like what secrets have not been revealed at this point? But it's just like this was such a good season of of reality television. Like it. it it's so compelling and so crazy and so amazing. I, I, I would feel a lot better about it if there weren't real people. Yeah. If this were a season of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> the best season. I wouldn't, be a, I wouldn't be able to watch it without, um, or I would be able to watch it without feeling morally compromised for enjoying it so much. Right. But dear God. It, you you can't write television this good. You yeah. just can't. So great. So great. <sighs> All right. Let's talk about tops because bottoms is obvious. It's Sandoval. Sandoval. We've already talked about it enough. He doesn't deserve any more time on our airwaves. So top. What do you think, babe? Um, my t- I'm giving it to Lala, almost despite all you dumb fuckers online who seem to not understand. <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm sorry. Um, who don't e- understand how fucking great she was this reunion, and it just seems fucking baffling to me that you guys don't get it. Like she was so important, I think, to L- Ariana's piece. Like like we mentioned before, like I think that she was so on point in her reads. She, she read Sandoval like a fucking book. Oh yeah. Like, like I think she is so, um, nuanced in her character. I think she can cop to shit when she knows that shit needs to be cop to for the most part. We talked about the name thing, but that was like one out of however many, like I, I think she's great. I think she had a great fucking season and I think she was so vital to that reunion being amazing because I'm sorry, I don't need to hear from Tom and Raquel. I need somebody to fucking yeah. lay things out on the table like they needed to be laid out, and she did exactly that. So my props to Lala. She's my top of the week. Two comments on that. 
Um, number one, I would love to see Lala uh, in like a Judge Duty type role. Right. Because she could suss shit out so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, we needed Katie Porter, like with her whiteboard, like going <laughs> Tom plus Raquel equals fucked up. Yeah. And if you, when you subtract Ariana from Tom, you get less than nothing. Yeah. And I will also <laughs> add, she was, you talk about how they had to ask certain questions at the reunion. Yeah. But I feel like with the with, face with it, she handled it perfectly. Yeah. I think she explained why it's not the fucking same thing. She explained her point of view in her story and what actually fucking happened. And she was fucking clear headed and like didn't back down. Yeah. And and so to me, like she handled that shit fucking perfectly. Yeah. Uh speaking of people who handled shit perfectly, my top goes to Ariana. Uh, yeah. Because totally. she she did so she was so calm for what she had like yes, she was cold and yes, she had biting remarks and was scathing in certain points. But for the most part, she just sat there and looked regal. Mm-hmm. And I kept expecting her to launch over Andy a la Teresa in season two, was it? Yeah. Um, of Jersey. Um, and completely go ham on his ass. Because I would have. I would not have been able to hold back like she did. And... um. I just think that that is someone who is really in tune with what she's feeling and honoring her emotions and not letting them control her. Yep. And like, I can do nothing but be in awe of her handling this so well and capitalizing on this to the utmost degree. We talked about her, endorsement deals and things like that and this upcoming like lifetime movie i yep. think um i'm really excited for that we'll probably review it on the pod <laughs> um the other thing like you were talking about lala ariana also with questions that were required to be asked um she handled them well she shut them down explained why they were bullshit narrative and we moved on yeah um because i understand andy has to ask certain questions because that's what assholes online are saying so he has to bring it up right because if not he'd get accused of you're paying favoritism because that's what you assholes do every time um i know none of those people are listening to our podcast (laughs) because our listeners are of a better variety yeah um but yeah, like it's just I, she handled it with so much poise, and um, I won't say grace because there was no grace had. Um, but it was impressive, and the one time that she broke down was about how much love she had received. Yeah. From fans. I'm so happy that friends. was the moment that she broke down, that she didn't break down once to those fucking losers. Yeah. Like, well, and it was just, it just underlines how dark of a place she had been in yeah. already leading up to this. 
And then the they do this fucking shit. So, um, all props to Queen Ariana. Yeah. There's just, I don't know. There's something about her. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of A Gay and His Envy. Join us next time for more of our recaps and hot takes. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. And check us out on our social media at A Gay and His Envy on all the platforms. A special shout out to Shane Ivers, who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And, and we're, we're out. out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.